$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Your hosts, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 152 of Let's Get Haunted. It is our final episode of the month of July. And you know what that means. A very limited amount of time to get your votes in for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. But before we talk about any housekeeping, we must remind the audience of something. Isn't that right, Natalia? Uh, Probably. What are you talking about? <laughs> if you're new to this show and you don't know what's going oh. on and you're not sure what is happening, what's the format, all you wanted to do was click on the title of this episode because you thought it sounded interesting and now you're listening to two dumb bitches with California accents talking to you and you don't like it that is totally fine all you have to do is expand the show notes and the very first sentence in all caps will say skip two and then a timestamp, and you can skip to that time at any time to get straight into the story otherwise uh listen at your own risk we're gonna do some housekeeping shout out our donors talk about announcements mm-hmm. yeah you don't have to listen if you don't want to but you're not allowed to leave a one-star review about it because we've already told you to skip it <laughs> yeah wow yeah it's been a moment so I kind of like feel like I forgot how to do this intro because I was out of town so we stacked episodes and then it feels like it's been forever since we've actually like recorded one of these right right I know I feel like that too um anytime that we take a little break and it's never actually a break like for the holidays or if we yeah if we stack episodes for some reason we could literally have not recorded for two days and I will suddenly feel like I have no clue what's going on and that's what happened <laughs> last episode is I forgot to put in the disclaimer um, saying that you can skip to the timestamp but hopefully uh, we don't get any one star reviews from it but who is to say yeah but I also wanted to take a moment to welcome all of the new listeners however you found this podcast we welcome you to our group we call the haunties we have a really good time we even do some meetups where we get to meet with each other and i vlog it we have a patreon where everyone hangs out you can join by going to patreon.com slash let's get haunted we have two different tiers the first one is starting at five dollars you join you get to watch our filmed listener stories every four episodes right 
every five. five yeah every five every five episodes depending on how you count and <laughs> then also you get a shout out so if you want to go up a step from that it's ten dollars a month and you are now a catfish king and you get access to everything we put up vlogs ali puts up vlogs uh we talk shit on there we <laughs> like literally like we spill tea on there and we also just like send memes we do like everything inappropriate that would be like unprofessional <laughs> to put on Instagram or have on the podcast. So we really like assume if someone's paying $10 a month, like they're they're probably a fan and they're not out to destroy us. But who is to say people have tried to destroy us in the past. So perhaps $10 a month isn't too much. I don't know. I'm just trying to make a good time for some people here. And you guys are trying to give us one star reviews. And then other people are saying they like it. So we don't know what to do. We don't know. You know, and that is the nature of life. Perhaps the duality of man. Half of the population wants you to burst into flames and disintegrate into a thousand pieces and stop making a podcast. Mm -hmm. And the other mm -hmm. half says, you know what? I've got nothing else going on. Might as well listen to what these two random people on the internet have to say. And if you are one of that second 50%, we certainly appreciate you. And I Right. Speaking of which, we would love to give a big shout out to all of our remaining patrons who have not already been shouted out in the month of July. And those patrons are Hannah M., Honey, Melinda Z, Bill BRDN, which I don't know if that's Bill Borden or Bill Burden, Francis C., Rachie Face, Rose D., Olivia M., Natasha M., Sophia M., April May, Jordan L., Savvy, Brenna G, Red Emma, Emily W, Icarus 2 Fly, Christian P, Hugo A, Jjo W, Megan M, Taylor E, Ephraim P, Ellen Blueberry, Eric G, Samantha H, Abby J, Joaquin E, Smoke and Void, Esther, Eden L, Dome VS, Pants and Teenager, Anna K, Peter D, Nick, Daisy F, Stuffy, Soleil, Yuzu Fruit, Sasha, JM, Michelle P, Taylor B, Emily Joe B, Kara B, Kara B, Spooky Joey, Crystal, Sammy's Disney Life, and Camille. Thank you all so, so much for donating yeah. to our show. Yeah, and I I don't think we got to talk about it, but I had a great time at the meetup, and I loved getting to meet all of you guys. I wish there was even more time. Did we already talk about this? Or I, did I talk about this in the vlog? I can't remember. Uh, if you haven't seen the vlog yet, guys, if you missed the memo, just know that Nat edited a very in-depth vlog. It was wonderful. It was um, how, about how long was it? 13, like 13 minutes. minutes, 13, the most haunted number of all. So if you would mm -hmm. like to watch us being super awkward in my beat up truck, some people pointed out like, wow, you've got a lot of garage door <laughs> openers on your uh, overhead compartment. That's true. And thank mm -hmm. you all for participating in me being exposed in that way. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was super fun. We met a lot of really awesome haunties. We had about like, I would say 40 to 50 people show up at the LA meet and greet. And we had so much fun. We just hung out, exchanged okay. gifts. Um, we brought blow pops, all sorts of fun, random things yeah. that happened. And there's like a very large part of this vlog is just Nat and I overthinking 
everything before we met people. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's in a very uh, illuminating insight into our own psyche. Yeah. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, you're mm-hmm. going to head over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted tier two. Um, also, sometimes Nat and I just post like random photos and videos. Nat posted some like animal whisperer videos recently. Sometimes I'll post like interesting things that I find on Reddit. If you're into horses, I do horse vlogs on there. I did like a 17 minute long horse vlog on this time that I went to WEF, like Wellington, the equestrian competition. So I feel like that's something that people might be into. The horse community is like pretty fucked up. So I feel like it might attract haters, which I'm like a little bit worried about. I literally couldn't sleep a couple nights ago because I was like, oh, I got to upload this new vlog of where like I'm riding my horse for the first time, Boris, and he's been like turned out for a really long time. I'm not going to explain what any of these horse terms means. You guys can just Google it because it'll take too long and there's no time to explain. And my vet was like, you should ace him before you ride. Ace is like a horse tranquilizer. And that's a very controversial thing. Some people are like, you should never drug horses. Like, that's so fucked up. There's all kinds of rules presiding over competition. You cannot compete on a horse that has been drugged and they do drug testing and you will get kicked out of the Hunter Jumper Association. You will be punished and perhaps banned. But there's not really like a governing body over what you do with your horse in your free time it's a controversial thing so like some people are like it's so fucked up like don't ever do it and to those people i say okay you come take care of this fucking 17 (laughs) hand three horses fucking gigantic as fuck that literally dislocated my friend's shoulder because he reared up while she was walking him to the mounting block you come take care of this bastard without any (laughs) drugs at all after he's been just sitting in a pasture cooking up ways to kill you and also jumped out of a four foot fence in the pasture when he's supposedly lame so like go have fun with that but anyways this was the conversation i was having with myself as i was sleeping because i was like should i not post this vlog like some people are gonna say shit about it because it's like it's such a judgmental group of people right horsemanship is like i don't know how to explain it like i i don't know another culture that's like that much haters like people be like you tied that knot wrong like that's so fucked up uh my horse (laughs) died because someone tied that knot wrong and they're not kidding either like there are stupid things that will sometimes kill horses but i'm also like maybe that's just the life of a horse is fucking random and short and that's why in the wild they live in herds because they do dumb shit all the time and get themselves killed like it's a horse Look, I am not involved in the horse community, so there's nothing I can say that will relate to this. But I'm just thinking as like a random observer on the internet, the only thing I can think of that is maybe just as contentious as horse owner culture is mommy blogger culture because my lord i do not have a child and i if i ever have a child i don't know if i'm ever gonna even let anyone know i have one because just seeing what people post on the internet about like "Ah, you stupid bitch you i can't believe you gave them a lollipop before the age of 17 they're gonna die sugar is a drug oh you're letting them have screen time that's actually really bad and they're gonna turn out to be a murderer like the stakes seem like so high high, uh which obviously Mm -hmm. it's like you know i'm sure it's similar with horses like it's a life and so everyone thinks they know the best way to to take care of a life you know it's seems really stressful is all I know so that's why anytime anyone's talking about like parenting I'm just like okay I'll nod along but like if you want me to talk shit about someone's parenting it's not gonna happen because I don't know the correct answer for anyone and I don't want to even try yeah and honestly I think it's different for each kid I try not to get annoyed because people 
people tell me how to fucking raise my kid all the time because I live in a family <laughs> with uh, very many loud opinions. So, you know, I don't give a fuck what other people do with their kid. As long as that kid is getting fed and they are meeting their milestones and they are happy, like, yeah. let them sleep in your bed. Don't let them sleep in your bed. Like, whatever you want. I don't care. And I, I really don't. Like, I you know have people in my family who like don't do any screen time and they don't let their kids have toys with batteries and the kids favorite toy is like a photo of their family which I think is like a sweet beautiful thing not my child like that is not how we roll in my family but I can still respect that (laughs) and like when I'm hanging out with them like I'm not gonna be like oh like why is your kid playing with a wood block for four hours (laughs) But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's kind of beautiful that the child just is like, wow, this wood grain is so interesting. And I, I don't think that there's yeah. like a right or a wrong way. And I think it's different with every kid. Like, so I don't know. With the horses, I don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, and I just try to put layers between me and the horse so that I can like mitigate that. Instead of me tying these knots, I'm going to pay someone else to tie these knots. So that way, like, it's the liabilities on them. Does that make sense? Right. Because then if something goes wrong, you can be like, look, I paid uh, the going rate for this knot tire. The knot tire fucked up. (laughs) Not my fault. They said that they advertised on their website that they were an expert in tying knots. How was I to know that this one time they were going to tie it poorly and now like the horse flew off into the heavens? (laughs) Um, I literally don't understand anything about horses. I do remember, I know we've said this before on the show, I do remember when I was in Girl Scouts, they had like certain badges that you would try to get. And so your family would like pay a certain amount of money for you to try to get this badge to like pay for the resources to get you the badge. So like sometimes it would be like, we're going to get the, I remember I did this, I thought it was really fucking cool. Um, Explaining this, it's going to sound stupid. But I remember I was trying to get a badge for like, painting on chairs and so like i don't know like you make a stencil you would like cut out of paper any design you wanted and then you would just paint with a paintbrush and any color paint you wanted so you'd like stencil a chair i don't know if it was the stenciling badge i don't know if it was some sort of chair designing badge no idea i just remember my mom got me um acrylic paint and a paintbrush and some paper and then and a sit pair of scissors and then she let me fuck up the backyard patio furniture which was plastic and just painted like flowers and stuff on it and then I got a badge now some of the more like extreme and involved badges would be things like horse cleaning or something I don't know like weird things like that all of the people in the troop would band together with other troops in the area to make it cost effective and you'd go to a horse barn and then it would be like three girls to a horse and they'd be like great you're gonna have to brush the horse you're gonna have to muck the stalls you're gonna have to um learn to put on a saddle okay now switch and I just remember I was like this is really fun but also really stressful because this is like a giant fucking animal that weighs so much and one false move like I remember they gave this giant safety spiel that was like if you stand behind the horse, the horse is going to murder you. It is not yeah. a question of if. It's a question of when. Of when? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's the talk that they give kids. Like, don't you ever <laughs> dare walk behind the animal without putting your hand on the animal's hindquarters so that it knows mm-hmm. where you are at all times. 
now you'd gotta put this muzzle thing on the horse so that the flies can't go in their eyes because they're not <laughs> smart enough to get the flies out of their eyes and the flies can burrow into the eyes and then they'll be blind and then we have to kill the horse. And I just remember being like, the stakes are so high. I don't understand how I haven't killed my horse yet because there has been so many things that have gotten fucked up like when I first got the horse I like tied him to this metal fence or whatever right because just for a second like a really loose tie I did this knot that you're supposed to do when you're grooming and I was just brushing him and whatever um I didn't know him personally so I didn't know he had this habit but Mm. he started pulling backwards trying to get away oh and he had a nylon halter on which is like a material that I don't use anymore for this reason it's really strong it didn't break but what happened was is the fence started to come fucking down like he started pulling the entire fence down and luckily I like ran in and I pulled this knot it was like a a quick release knot and then he just like backed up and ran off and I had to go get him but now because I've learned this and I learned it through other horse people that have worked with horses that have this problem now I tie like a little piece of twine around a sturdy place when there's no cross ties available and I'll tie him to that like little piece of twine and so if he pulls that back it breaks the piece of twine and then he runs away and I go get him and nothing bad happened but what does happen sometimes is like the person can't like detach the horse from whatever surface they're tied to whether it's a tree or it's a gate or it's a a heavy bucket or whatever and then the horse freaks out and starts running away with like a piece of a fence attached to them and then can break their legs or get hurt or whatever whatever it's just like everything's a fucking nightmare scenario (laughs) look i'm gonna be really candid right now (laughs) i don't like standing next to a horse i have broken toes that will never heal they throb and they hurt and it's not cool and I just like don't think they're that chill to hang out with and some people are like you can't ride your horse you should work on the relationship you have with your horse and I'm like I don't like my horse like he's just a fucking asshole and so that this vlog like you can see me like I'm standing next to him in the cross ties and you can just see like we're both tense as fuck like he's got his head straight up in the sky and he's looking around and I'm like kind of like standing back like towards him just waiting like what is this psychopath's next move you know like is he gonna fucking pin me against the wall with his right. body weight. Uh, maybe that's jumping to worst case scenario, but I don't think so. You know what? Horse I mean, people chime in. <laughs> if if my uh, two second memory of how traumatic the safety talk was about the horses when I was in third grade is is of any evidence, I think you just can't take a risk with a horse. Yeah. There's going to be a vet that comments on this that is like, you're wrong. But this is how I picture it as a non-horse person. This is like the the body to leg ratio of a horse doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's like a potato walking on toothpicks. <laughs> like it just seems like one wrong move and this horse its legs going to fly off. Like pin yeah. you against a wall and then the horse is just like dead on the floor like there's so much trauma it just seems really traumatic uh no matter which way you spin it it's very seems like a very fragile but but also powerful animal and that combination of power and fragility makes me uncomfortable which is probably (laughs) speaks to a larger issue of just how uncomfortable i am with death in general people in general are also (laughs) fragile and powerful and you know It's scary. Life is pretty scary. But you know what's not scary, guys, (laughs) is that The Sims 4 is coming out with a horse expansion pack. And those horses cannot kill you, I assume, 
Maybe virtually <laughs> they can, but I will certainly will. I will certainly be buying that expansion pack when it comes out. Good. I cannot wait to see that content. I, I like I've seen like some small Sims content on TikTok and stuff where people like they'll like make their exes into Sims and then put those Sims in jail <laughs> oh, yeah. forever. And I'm like, wow, The Sims has gotten literally so realistic. I would think it was more likely that there would be an option your Sim could get killed by the horse than there was not likely the option. Yeah. I don't know. The English was wrong on that, but you no, understood it made sense. what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. No, there are many weird ways to die in The Sims. In The Sims, you can get so angry that you pass out and die. <laughs> like, Wow. Like, there's so many things. Like, you can get so sad that you die. Uh, you can get burned to death by the sun. There's a lot of things that you can oh die God. from in The Sims. You can woohoo too much, which means, like, you have sex too much, woo-hoo. and then oh. your heart explodes. It's normally only for Elder Sims. Okay, wait. I just had a great idea because I was, like, listening to your previous episode with Mimi, which was great, by the way. I haven't finished it yet, so um, I can't comment on the whole thing, but I loved the banter in the beginning. But you guys were talking about Halloween costumes. I just thought of one that would be perfect for you, Allie. You should be a Sim that died in, like, a crazy way and put, like, that green thing yeah. above your head floating and just... Just like be like a oh zombie sim or like burned up to a crisp. I think that would be cool if you could. I'm sure people have cosplayed. That sims sounds amazing. Put that green thing above their head. But I feel like yeah, the you're the perfect bob. person for that. Yes. Have you stumbled upon that side of TikTok where people are just just post the behind the scenes content of different artists recording their hit songs, but in Simlish? Because in the Sims game, for those who are normal and don't know this, um, in the Sims game, the Sims don't speak English. They don't speak any language that exists on Earth. They speak Simlish. And but one of the little Easter eggs in the game, it's like dabba. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like, oh, free Bob, uh, shubidi ba. Yeah. it's like scatting, but but uh, it, you know, in Simlish, and so sometimes what they'll do as like a little Easter egg is they'll hire like known actors, so like, or excuse me, known m- musicians, so like uh, Katy Perry or uh, Jason Aldean, and they'll have them go into the studio and they'll provide them with the lyrics to one of their hit songs, but in Simlish, and then the artist will sing it in Simlish, and then that gets put into the game. So if you, like, turn on the radio, you might hear Katy Perry going, like, uh, boop, bop, scruble, top, shoo do me. Hold on, wait, let me send it to you, because this is actually... Oh, fantastic. The, I want to see this. really amazing. Um, Simlish music behind the scenes because it it is just really incredible i really yep here she goes Katy perry last friday night in simlish here we go this is worth it i promise everyone there you go okay i'm clicking this link that ali sent but it's a frooby no rampy fervor perbidex oh my gosh this is Wara oofa moonarex rampy fervor perbidex Wara oofa moonarex rampy fervor perbidex Wara oofa moonarex Yarby Denzel table dupes Eve took a mimi shoops Hippie keeps the upper coop That is so funny. She's like rampy ferba perbidex Ralpha uma dooby dex That is yeah. so Yeah, wow. It's you guys beautiful. That's yeah, that's incredible. Thank you for showing that to me. I feel like that really uh, provided a lot of depth to my life. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. My my friend Audrey plays The Sims too, and so does Autumn. My friend Autumn, and so sometimes we'll tag each other in TikToks that'll be like. 
they, I think there was one, I forget which rapper it was, but they got a rapper to rap a song in Simlish, like a famous one. I don't know if it was Snoop Dogg. Oh. I don't remember who it was, but it was it was so good. It's never gets oh old. Gosh. So if you guys stumble across the side of TikTok that is Sim TikTok, feel free to tag at Let's Get Haunted um, in any of those TikToks because it never gets old for me. I just love it so much. <laughs> um, do we have any? Oh, you know what? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We do have one announcement that I keep forgetting to say. So then I keep having to put it in post. Um, if you guys are interested in helping us win an award. We are up for a People's Choice Podcast Award in the year of our Lord and Savior Mothman 2023. So if you are listening to this episode before July 31st of 2023, you have the opportunity to head over to podcastawards.com. Now, when you open the screen on that website, the the splash screen, I think it's called, like the main screen that you look at, it's just going to have a giant blue button that says vote in the nominations here. You're going to click on that blue button. Now, I apologize. You are going to have to make an account. And please um, make sure that it's actually an email you have access to. And I'll explain why in a second. So you're going to make your account. Then you've got to go to your email address. It'll say confirm that you're a real person because I guess some people spam votes, which is honestly like loser mentality. And so you got to confirm that you're a real person. You're not a bot. Then you can go ahead and vote for us. And I think we're up in like six categories or something. Now, we have been nominated for a People's Choice Podcast Award. I want to say like two or three years in a row, but we've literally never won. This is the one award. Because their process sucks. It does. That's why. Yeah, it, it sucks. Does. You guys, this is my podcast. And as I was like filling out, making an account and then going through their stupid drop down menus from like 1991, <laughs> I was like, this fucking sucks. And the only thing that kept me going was like, this is my podcast yeah. and I will benefit if we win this award because it might mean that we'll get more sponsors, which might equate to more money, which means that we can do more stuff for the podcast. So yeah. I had that motivation to do that. I know there will be a lot of you guys that are just like, literally, fuck it. I'm not going to do this. So here's what I'm going to do to offer some motivation if you go through and vote for us screenshot it and send it to us we will put you into a raffle for a special prize that only i know what it is right now (laughs) but it's a real thing i don't even know what it is you guys Yeah, it's a real thing i didn't just make it up so do it fill it out dm us a screenshot that you voted and probably only two or three people will do it because it's literally (laughs) so fucking annoying so i think the chances the odds are are pretty high yeah 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 that's a great that's a great motivational um um, incentive. I definitely agree. And you know what? Some people have even been screenshotting their entries and then posting it to their Instagram stories and tagging us in it. And you know what happens when you tag us in literally anything on Instagram? Mm. I repost it immediately. I don't even <laughs> look sometimes to see what it is. And that's probably bad because people could be like tagging us in like, let's get haunted is the worst podcast I've ever heard in my life. Ah, let's get haunted. I hope they die in a fire. And then me with my trigger fingers at work, I'm like, I can't always listen to what or look at whatever is being re uh posted to us so i'll just be like post post repost repost a story (laughs) and then later i can look at it and be like okay good everything was fine i think it's cool that that you will repost thing people saying negative stuff about you yeah podcast i like when people say something controversial and then they close their comments i can understand why they do that i just won't do that because i feel like i like to see how angry people get i don't know 
I, I definitely went through like a Twitter phase where I was like, let me just like tweet every hot take I can think of <laughs> out into the world and see what happens. But now not so much. Twitter has really like fallen off for me, which is sad. I feel like I it's not it doesn't spark joy anymore in the way it used to. Are you going to do threads? Okay, have you signed up for that yet? Oh, no, and I never will because I think the this trend of attaching social media to your fucking name and being like, here's my ID, this is really fucking me forever is fucking weird. And I think that people who do it and I are just like so different, we could never relate to each other ever. But I'm also a chronic shit poster, so like most people aren't. So I know I will never get a Threads account because I don't want anything to be connected to my shit. I only want to be anonymous forever. Right. Uh, and or slightly anonymous where like real ones are like, like, yeah, Seminoles is probably Nat Strawn, but I can always yeah. be like, that's an impersonator. It's all AI. Fuck them. You There's know? no blue check mark. <laughs> There's no way to know. Um, so I, at first, um, I was drunk because it was my friend's birthday and we went to New Orleans. And so I was drunk and my friend was talking about threads and she was like, hey, yeah, are you signing up for this? Whatever. And I just wasn't honestly when I'm drunk, I hear like every third word. So I was like, oh, threads. OK, I'll download it. And so I log into Instagram and I like go to download it. And then I'm I like get to the like opening page where you have to like insert all of your personal information and I'm looking at it and I'm like this is asking me for like a lot of stuff and she goes no I and I go do you have it and she goes no I don't have it and I was like why are why am I downloading it right now and she was like I don't know I just asked you if you had it I didn't tell you to download it she's like you absolutely should not download it because apparently it's forever tied to your Instagram and if you want to delete threads you have to delete your Instagram with it that's their Mm. incentive to like get you to sign up by accident and then you can never delete it because obviously who wants to delete their instagram nobody yeah i got too many like uh posts saved on instagram to want to delete that (laughs) i actually have like recently gone through a dopamine detox um i turned my phone settings to like black and white anybody else who has adhd let me know if you did this too and it helped it really helped me a lot but i've gone on to instagram significantly less because i felt like it just became a knee-jerk reaction like anytime i was like didn't know what i was supposed to be doing in that moment i would just like open up instagram and look at the explore page and it got to the point where it was like there was nothing even new to explore it was like just the same taylor swift meme i had already seen like (laughs) four hours ago and then i knew i had a problem and i was like all right i cannot open social media for a long time because this is embarrassing um that (laughs) happened that happened to one of my friends recently with tiktok she i was at brunch with her and she was like yeah i'm on tiktok way too much and i realized i was on tiktok way too much when it was like 3 a.m and i got to the end of tiktok and i was like what are you talking about and she's like yeah no i reached the end like i got to the end of my fyp i didn't even know it was possible and it literally said you've seen everything there is to see on tiktok Like she said, she literally got a screen that was like, you've reached the end of your FYP, which none. And I was like, I did not even know that was possible. So she's like, yeah, I'm spending a lot less time on TikTok now. Yeah. Yeah. Had to make some changes. So um, who knows? Maybe I'll break down and like do blue check one day and have threads and run for Congress. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? But as of today, no, I, the, all of these things sound extremely unattractive to me. So <laughs> uh, Instagram has just gotten a lot l- more difficult because rather than seeing stuff your friends are posting, it's mostly, yeah. at least for me, it's mostly ads. And the, and the most annoying thing, honestly, is that the targeted ads work on me. Like, I'll be Mm -hmm. scrolling and I'll see like a cool, um, 
you know, miniature figurine of a, of a, of a hot air balloon that is also like a, a salt shaker. And I'll, and I'll see it and I'll be like, no, don't do it. It's a trap. And I'll keep scrolling. And then they show the same ad a couple of times sometimes and it breaks me down and I end yeah. up buying it. So you should just say, don't show me stuff like this. Like if you, I fucking do it for everything. Um, just because, you know. It works. If you say, like, don't show me this or, like, not interested, they'll stop. I don't think they stop. They just keep showing you other things because I tried to turn it off. Like, I was watching a video that was, like, you can go into your settings and you can try to opt out of ads. But I think Mark Zuckerberg, he he changed it now where, like, you never you can never opt out. I just remember he went on some podcast and did an interview and I saw clips on Twitter where he was like, yeah, no, it's like a promise we made to our advertisers that. Like, oh. we're going to constantly show a certain number of new c- accounts that aren't followed by you or, right. like, products that are in companies that aren't followed by you because otherwise it's, like, a missed out advertising opportunity or something. I don't remember what he said. See, people, like, talk so much shit about anonymous social media like 4chan or even parts of Reddit. But to me, that's, like, the peak, the height of social media is these anonymous message boards because there's no people like trying to make money. There's no people trying to be famous. There's no people who who you can't fucking benefit from it. Like it doesn't you can't become popular. I mean, you can kind of on Reddit, but like Yeah, so it's either just going to be people telling the truth or trolls. Right, exactly. I like that. <laughs> Leave a comment on this photo dump with your current favorite social media. Maybe there's a new platform that we just don't know about yet that uh, you guys are more savvy and and can recommend to us. Let, if you do have a Threads account, I'm also very curious because, I, like I said, I'm too afraid to sign up just because I, if I don't like it, I don't like that you can't delete it. So if you have a Threads account, please leave a comment on the photo dump for this episode explaining to me what it is because mm-hmm. maybe it's super cool. And I just don't know um, because I'm too scared to sign up. I don't know. I could be peer pressured into almost anything. So leave a comment on the photo <laughs> dump letting us know. Natalia, right. uh, do you do you want to just jump into whatever you have prepared for me today? I'm very excited. I love listening to stories um, that, one, I don't know what's happening. And two, there's no expectation for me. I just get to sit here and listen. This is a very long story, and obviously I can't go into every single detail of a celebrity's known life and the implications that it may or may not have had. And I encourage everyone who listens to this to dive further into this particular topic to get a more well-rounded understanding of this particular story. However, I have cherry-picked some points of conversation and interest that I feel like haven't been covered so often. This is a story that has literally been beat to death. There are countless articles, books, biographies, biopics, hot takes, spins, controversies, and conspiracies revolving around this topic. But I have chosen to highlight some of those that aren't talked about so much, hoping that we get some new listeners who are trying to find out some new stuff about something that they probably know a lot about. That sounds awesome. I don't know much about celebrities, so I'm excited. These points that I'm going to discuss today are simply the most haunted, and therefore they could be triggering to victims of abuse and those suffering from addiction. So just know that, guys. There is a lot of abuse, 
sexual and physical abuse, and there is a lot of addiction and death in this story. Stay away if those topics are triggering for you. Sounds good. Before we start, I want everyone to know that the stories about Marilyn Monroe are just that. Stories. The names of the streets are household words translated into magic. The city itself has been built out of the rich epics that all of us know. You'll find streets here where the sidewalks are paved with glittering stars, because this crazy crucible of a town is what the sign says. What glitters is not always gold, and any supposed insider takes into a celebrity's personal life are hardly scientific fact. And on again from there to Beverly Hills, where the elusive film stars live in their own luxurious suburbs. For those of you who for some reason don't know, Marilyn Monroe was an American actress, model, and singer who served as the icon of an era's sexual revolution. That's right. Because of a girl spending all of her time worrying about the money she doesn't have, how is she going to have any time for being in love? Marilyn reigned supreme as a blonde bombshell and comedic actress during the 1950s and early 60s. It's a terrible thing to be lonesome. Especially in the middle of a crowd. Marilyn's films grossed $200 million by the time of her death in 1962. To put that in perspective, Marilyn's films grossed the equivalent of over $2 billion in today's numbers. Wow. And if you had a daughter, wouldn't you rather she didn't marry a poor man? But I was... You'd want her to have the most wonderful things in the world and to be very happy. Oh, why is it wrong for me to want those things? Not only was Marilyn a defiant sex symbol of the 1950s, she was also an emblem of the American dream. Marilyn was raised by foster parents and had what most would label a troubled youth. And yet, despite the circumstances, she grew into the top-billed actress of a decade. Here comes a young lady who has created a real sensation in the picture business, having won all kinds of awards as the number one newcomer of the year. And believe me, a swell gal with a... Take it from me, I know for a long time. It's Marilyn Monroe. This is your television premiere, isn't it, Marilyn? That's right. It feels almost like making pictures. Marilyn married and divorced freely, as well as had a public affair with the president and others. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. She was rumored to be many things. People whispered that she was addicted to pills or that she was unable to get pregnant. People claimed she was pregnant but was forced to have a backroom abortion. Others believed she suffered a miscarriage at one point. People often used these excuses, whether accurate or imagined, to imagine Marilyn's personal choices. While some of these rumors hold weight, we must remind ourselves that Marilyn's entire being, the way she was raised without a nuclear family, and the way that she held herself as an independent female adult, stood defiant against the rigid gender roles of the 1950s. And perhaps that unique upbringing is part of the fascination with her private life. The majority of Marilyn Monroe fandom doesn't highlight her career at all, but rather the attention revolves around one singular question. Who was the real Marilyn? Who was the woman in private when the cameras were off, when the microphones were put away, when nobody was around? Who was Marilyn? Some of Marilyn's most famous surviving photos play on the notion of voyeurism into Marilyn's personal life. We've all seen these photos. 
Photos of a young woman with brown hair, smiling on the beach, looking more like a tourist than a model. They want us to believe that this is who the person that became Marilyn Monroe really was. This is who Marilyn was before she was Marilyn. To drive home this intended effect, these photos of a young Marilyn Monroe are often titled with her legal name, Norma Jean, to create a deeper divide between the celebrity Marilyn and the real person beneath her. Even during the height of Marilyn's career, this obsession of knowing the star's true identity drove the hype that propelled her to the top. Photo shoots and interviews that showed Marilyn in a more casual setting, with natural lighting and minimal makeup, always claimed to show the quote-unquote real Marilyn. These real Marilyn-themed shoots included photos and videos of a woman wearing a baggy sweater with bare feet, doing human things like talking on the phone, reading a book, or cooking dinner. The real Marilyn was always pitched as imperfect and carefree, swimming in a pool with running mascara and a martini glass in hand. The public eye who perceived Marilyn wanted so desperately to believe that underneath the successful, ambitious female superstar was just a woman who wanted to be a housewife and never got her dream. The story of Marilyn that is pushed by the media has always been that there must have been something other than who she told us she was. Sometimes the narrative is that this glamorous, rich, shameless, independent woman who boasted her cleavage, cheated on her husbands, and wrecked homes, frankly, was somehow unhappy living this life of sin and sought repentance. Other times the portrait of Marilyn is darker. She was a victim of circumstance, exploited by all she encountered, stumbling on tragedy and trauma until it made her an accidental millionaire. Both of these narratives reflect a need to believe that this woman was powerless over her life's outcome. She was either unhappy with her calculated results or unable to control them altogether. The message behind Marilyn has always been that this woman who lived an alternative lifestyle was somehow defective. Poor Marilyn has always followed her long list of career achievements. The obsession with Marilyn was never about her cunning skill as a businesswoman. It was about understanding what was wrong with her. I'm not here to try and paint this woman as a girl boss icon who never took a misstep. I'm merely pointing out that littered in all of the source material I took in for this story were the skeletons of disapproval. Whether it was the lack of trust in Marilyn's public image or a pity for the woman behind it. Could this be the traces of sexism in Hollywood and internalized misogyny? Or is it really that Marilyn was just a deeply disturbed and unhappy person? The truth is that we'll never know the real Marilyn, and perhaps not even Marilyn knew the real Marilyn. But I do know that her public image, the image she produced with her own words and likeness, was never enough for anyone. They always wanted more from her. This inability to know her is what fueled Marilyn's reign over the public eye for nearly a century. Wow. What do you think about that introduction? Let me know what what comes to mind and if you know anything about Marilyn Monroe. I don't know very much about Marilyn Monroe. I do remember as a child um, watching some of those old movies that she was in. Um, I know my mom and her sisters really liked movies from that era. So I do remember seeing, I believe it's called Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah. Um, But I was really young, so I don't remember a lot of the plot points. I just remember thinking like, wow, this is like, uh, this is such a beautiful woman. And I remember too, like I would watch old movies with my mom with like Sophia Loren, um, kind Mm -hmm. of these like 
curvy bombshell types. And I remember thinking that that's exactly what Marilyn was. But other than that, I actually don't know much about her personal life. I know there was a movie or a show that came out recently with Anna de Armas that kind of got into some hot water, but I don't even understand why or what it was about. I never saw it. So I'm really excited to be schooled in the ins and outs of Marilyn Monroe in her life because I don't know much. And just hearing the intro that you gave her, you're right. Like the few things I do see about her on, you know, social media, it's always one extreme or another. It's either mm-hmm. an incel being like she was a moron and thank thank God for the men in her life that steered her in the right <laughs> direction for her career. Or it's someone being like, she was, yeah, she was taken advantage by every single person ever. Or I remember reading recently a story about how she refused to play at a club or sing at a club or make appearances at a club until one of her black friends was allowed to sing there or open there or something like that. So I know that there must be a lot of really deep intricacies to her life that the general public is just not aware of. And I was also thinking recently, like, this is only ever going to be true for the classic movie stars of olden times, because nowadays I feel like there's less of a mystique between Mm -hmm. the general public and a celebrity because we can just go onto their Twitter and see like what types of tweets they're liking or retweeting. But in the olden times, yeah, people had this very carefully curated image and it's hard to know what was real and what was not. I don't know. I was just reading and, and taking in a lot of this content and being like, it's weird that no one ever was like, I don't know, just just thought maybe this whole storyline, this whole narrative of obsession with her was in some ways just kind of offensive because it all preys on this idea that there's got to be something other. Like she can't just be happy the way that she is or can't she can't just be miserable the way that she is. Like it's got to be something right. other because it's like almost people don't give her power over her life to choose who she was i don't know it was fucking just whatever i got i started getting on my like feminist high horse and then i was like all right calm down shut up i was like you know we never we never saw like elton john and all of his like flamboyant uh glitter and rhinestones and feathers and we're like who's the real man beneath the rhinestones and glitter and 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 feathers it's like yeah no shit the probably he probably doesn't wear that around his house and or he probably does we don't give a fuck about the real elton john like we just accept right you know what I mean yeah so it was just like something yeah I feel that yeah it's like um nothing can ever just be accepted for what it is um a lot of women from well maybe even still today but from that era were either sexualized or infantilized rather than you know like you said giving them agency over their careers and admiring them for the very savvy business decisions that they made in order to maintain relevancy Marilyn made her choices, and yes, some of these choices were sad. Some of them were morally wrong. Some were deeply rooted in loneliness and low self-worth and fear. But she made them herself, and I personally believe that it was these empowered choices that eventually led to her untimely death. One of the most famous stars in Hollywood history is dead at 36. Marilyn Monroe was found dead in bed under circumstances that were in tragic contrast to her glamorous career as a comic talent. On the surface, she seemed to have such a zest for life. Her international appeal took her from command appearances to the other side of the world and entertainment for Korean GIs. The star led a far from normal childhood and had 12 sets of foster parents. 
leading her to say in her last interview that she was never used to being happy, so it wasn't something she ever took for granted. She never let her personal feelings interfere with her job, and she was the idol of the G.I.s, the animation of foxhole dreams. She found no happiness in marriage. Her second husband was baseball immortal Joe DiMaggio, and that marriage ended as had her first in divorce. Her third husband was playwright Arthur Miller, and they too separated. Miss Monroe played in 23 films since her debut in 1950, films that grossed $200 million. The Golden Girl received 5,000 fan letters a week, and to those fans, she never let any personal problems dim her screen glamour. Despite flashes of temperament and tantrums, she turned in performances that kept her among the greatest box office favorites in motion picture history. These are just some of the things to keep in mind as we cover today's story. So I'm not going to push this cliche story of Marilyn being this tragic hero because we have just as much evidence proving this narrative true as we do to prove it false. So today we are going to prove that shit false. First of all, troubled youth. Let's talk about this. A lot of people always talk about, oh, Marilyn had such a troubled youth, but that might have all been bullshit to just accentuate her image as this American dream, this rags to riches story. Yes, we know that she grew up with a single mom who could no longer be in her care because her mom had to go to a mental hospital and her mom put her in care with foster parents. We know that that is tough on a child, but Marilyn also might have accentuated some of her upbringing to really drive home this idea that she was an orphan because according to some scholars who talk about Marilyn she used that as a way to appeal to the public who were afraid of a powerful woman they wanted to feel like be able to root for her you know what I mean to be like oh she came from this background like it's so nice that she's now living this dream life everyone loves to root for an underdog according to the sources Norma Jean was abused as a child and she grew up during the Great Depression so she was sent to several different foster homes because nobody could afford to keep her she supposedly had night terrors and People said that she never outgrew those night terrors. She would go on to have nightmares in her adult life. And that's part of the reason why she started to medicate and take sleeping pills. Quote, I dreamed of myself becoming so beautiful that people would turn to look at me when I passed. End quote. That is what Marilyn supposedly said of her stay in foster care. A woman named Grace Gladys took Marilyn in and paraded her around movie sets because she knew she was so beautiful. And Norma Jean is her name. That was her legal name. Marilyn was given to her uh, later on in Hollywood. But I use those names kind of interchangeably because it seems like everyone's kind of using them interchangeably. From a young age, Norma Jean wanted to become a movie star. She knew she wanted to do this as a child. And so we have evidence that she wanted to be a movie star because Gladys was taking her around to the Hollywood movie scenes and showing her off and trying to get her jobs but Gladys had to move out of state and by California law she was unable to take Marilyn because she uh, was in the foster care system so then Marilyn was only 16 years old 
And she had a choice to make. She could either go back into the foster care system or she could get married to a man and become his wife. And then she could stay in California. So she got married when she was only 16 to a neighbor who was a 21-year-old factory worker who lived next door to her. So she was now technically a legal adult and she couldn't have been sent back into the foster care system because she was under his care, I guess. I don't know. I didn't look into that because I was weird, but everyone's, I believe them. If they said it's true, I believe yeah. them. This guy's name was Jim Doherty, I think. Yeah, Jim Doherty. And he had to leave for months at a time to go work in merchant marine factories. This was like during the war effort. So everyone was working in factories at the time. So while he was gone, Marilyn found work becoming a factory worker herself. And then there was this photographer who was going around taking pictures of all of the women uh, who were working for the war effort for like, a, you know, America's great like magazine or whatever, like propaganda shit to like keep everyone from getting depressed during the war to like just see pictures of hot girls like building guns or whatever they were doing who the fuck knows right and so they took a picture of her in the factory and it made the cover of this magazine from then on she went on to become a model and the next year she appeared on over 33 magazine covers so i'm going to send you a picture of what marilyn looked like at this stage in her life as norma jean as a young model okay you know describe that Oh, wow. Um, so she looks quite different from the stereotypical image of Marilyn Monroe because she has reddish hair. She does mm-hmm. not have her bleach blonde platinum hair yet. And mm-hmm. she is hanging out by the beach. She has, it looks like maybe, I can't tell if it's a swimsuit or short shorts. And then a swimsuit top that she's holding up. And then she has on some wedge, um, like, sandal high heels. Yeah. She looks very pretty. She has red lipstick. She looks very vibrant, very youthful. Um, yeah, but it's definitely not what I picture when I picture Marilyn Monroe. It's funny because, like, she was having this great career where 33 magazine covers. Guys, think about that. That's crazy. That's, like, what, over two per month? Two magazine covers per month? Did they just not have other models back then? Or was she, like, that legit? I don't know. Because, like, I look at Marilyn. She's beautiful. But, like, this young Marilyn kind of just looks like any other bitch, right? I don't know. I don't know. Did she, people back then, they, like, maybe they all looked fucked up because, like, no one had good skin because they yeah. were, like, just eating lead for breakfast? I don't know. I mean, who is to say? I will say she, here she looks more like a girl next door yeah. type, which definitely has its appeal right there's a certain genre of even actresses that are cast because they have that girl next door look i guess that's true i'm associating being a model with like being a high fashion model or having like a really unique look but yeah i guess maybe back then because everyone was more conservative they wanted to fantasize about the girl next door yeah, I mean, I have no evidence to back that up, but <laughs> this sounds right to me. Um, and, and I feel like as modeling progresses, like it has to change, right? Yeah. Otherwise, nobody would be interested in models anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we're we're starting to see like, even with plastic surgery trends, like everybody is sort of starting to try to make themselves look more quote unquote high fashion. So maybe we just have less of the girl next door look and more like more people are trying to go for the high fashion, Mm. like catwalk look, you know, this look that she has going on right now. And again, 
I'm not a professional. I'm not in the industry. I'm just saying shit that comes to my mind. But this does not look like a high fashion catwalk runway girl. Um, this looks like a girl next door. Maybe like, I don't know if anyone remembers the glamour model Daisy Lowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what this reminds me of. Just like like sexy, but innocent, right. but youthful, but attainable, but also not attainable. Um, One yeah. might say it's the male gaze, perhaps. Perhaps, although I'm gazing and I'm look- she looks great. Yeah. She's fantastic. Well, the reason that I say that is because there have been people, like uh, film scholars have said that Marilyn's like character that she became was crafted for... The, the male gaze so they like tried oh, to make gotcha. the most attractive woman to a man from the 1950s which would have been all of those uh characteristics that you said like sh- she's sexy but she's not meaning to be sexy she just is sexy like, right she's she's accidentally sexy right she didn't like ask to be sexy she, she has to live this life now she's just a <laughs> moron that doesn't know she's sexy because if a woman knows she's sexy then that makes her not sexy because how dare a woman uh feel beautiful and her own skin absolutely not she needs a man to tell her that she's beautiful and then she's allowed to be perceived as beautiful and that was the vibe that i was getting from her husband this guy that married a 16 year old when he was 21 which i was surprised you didn't have anything to say about that uh seeing that well it's giving (laughs) yeah it's giving um what is that by the Jonas Brothers that's like you don't know you're beautiful <laughs> and it's just like a six minute song that's like girl I look at you and you're so stereotypically conventionally beautiful but you don't know you think that you're a piece of shit and that's why I love you please don't ever get self esteem <laughs> that's one direction and that's so funny um, because you're right that's basically what the song is So her husband says that her career is like ruining their house and ruining their home life, even though he was gone for like months at a time working at factories. So he gives her this ultimatum or he's going to divorce her. And she's like, okay, bye. And the studios don't like working with married women anyways, because according to the sources, Mm -hmm. they thought women who were married were more likely to get pregnant and then stop working because they live in a society. So Marilyn just divorced that dude while he was overseas slay do what you got to do an executive later would give Marilyn her name Marilyn because she reminded him of this Broadway star who was named Marilyn um, Marilyn Miller and then Marilyn chose the last name Monroe after her mother's maiden name according to the sources oh that's a slay I think it's cute too yeah early on in her career she was really terrified she had stage fright so the studio enrolled her in acting classes and she was taking all these acting classes and trying to become an actress because she had always wanted to be an actress but she was um, a model and she she really like thought acting was legit she really liked it but she just wasn't getting anywhere with it and she got these two really minor speaking roles one was a waitress and one was she literally just says hi rad and i'm gonna send you um both of these links if you guys want to see any of the sources i read you can open up the show notes and i list all of my sources at the very bottom um i just want you to yeah nat has sent me two different youtube links do you want me to click the top one first yes So I am opening up the link. The name of this YouTube video is Marilyn Monroe scenes from the movie Dangerous Years 1947, the first Marilyn movie released. And it is posted by a YouTube channel called the Marilyn Monroe Video Archives. I am fast forwarding to 24 seconds and I am pushing play. 
Hi, Evie. Hi, small change. Hey, wait. I got money tonight. Am I going to see you later? I'm not too tired. But, Evie, I thought we had a date. Look, this tray weighs a ton. Come on, Jean. Let's not keep Danny waiting. Let's go. So the first few seconds that I watched, um, Marilyn Monroe is playing a server at a bar and she has like a cute little outfit on. Her hair is in the, um, it's closer to what we, what she would come to be known as. It looks like she's blonde and it's like a little bit poofy and there's a guy hitting on her and she's turning him down. And now I am fast forwarding to one minute. Two double cokes. Who's paying? I told you I got money. And now you're blowing it on two cokes. Double my mom. So in this second clip that I watched, um, the guy that Marilyn's character turned down, he comes in with a different girl to make her jealous. And then he orders two double Cokes, please. And Marilyn's like, with whose money? And he goes, I've got money. I know I've got money. Okay. And then I'm now clicking on the second link. And this one is called Marilyn Monroe and Scudahoo Scudahay Church and Canoe Scene, um, uploaded by the Marilyn Monroe Video Archives again, and I am pushing play. If you're looking for Stretch, don't waste your time. He don't never come to church. Bad as he needs it. Oh, hush up and go wait in the car. Hi, Rad. So I just saw Marilyn pop out, and she goes, hi, Rad. And that is her introduction into the movie, it appears. What do you think of those to like her first two parts like just be honest what do you think um she's not like she i feel like her character has not gotten into the like over sexed um airheaded version of what she normally plays yet and i look if this is the wrong answer cut it out i'm just telling you it's on my mind this one looks more like um a gold digger <laughs> uh character i don't know like she's like you don't have any money for a double coke in the first one and like it's also just like tell me if you don't agree it's some of the fucking worst acting i've ever seen in my life like i i don't know if they just tried to make her be forgettable like if the director was like no uh turn further away from the camera like look worse <laughs> like uh say that more in a forgettable way just so that they wouldn't pull focus from that lead actress but dear fucking lord that was terrible i mean her face is not even like shine to the camera so you can see all of the other actors who are like professional they're standing with their bodies facing whatever like stage direction they're supposed to be facing but then their heads are turned towards the camera so that like they're they're in the light and they look good and you can hear what they're saying and then you can see their face where marilyn is like showing her worst angles i feel like i don't know it just seems oh gotcha illegal <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, as a lay person with no acting experience, and so you're going to have like way more of an insight than I'm going to. I, I didn't notice that. I just noticed that she, ha I don't know, it's like very short, yeah. I guess. Now that you're saying that, yeah, you're right. It's not like she's ever squared up to the camera, um, like playing it up for the camera. She's definitely like a supporting or secondary character that just has like a quick cameo is the vibes I'm getting. Um wooden i don't know like that's just how that scene came off to me but who the fuck knows i'm never got to be in a movie so what the fuck do i know so 20th century fox does not renew her contract when it expires and they're basically mm -hmm. like you do not have what it takes by but she keeps taking acting classes and keeps networking around and she gets signed by columbia pictures in 1948 that year she stars in her first low budget musical called ladies of the chorus and she 
was called into the office of this head executive and he supposedly asked her to go alone with him on this one night cruise on his yacht and she said no and he he was like what makes you so special and then cursed her according to the sources now because this is a paranormal podcast, what did they mean by cursed her? Because we have had recently on this podcast <laughs> an instance where there was a woman who got turned down sexual advances and literally cursed someone and they fucking yeah. died. So I don't know. Like, was that the start of her curse? Like, could, like is that something that over everyone overlooked? I don't know. Right. Like, what do they mean by that? Is it an old timey thing where he's like, hey, you won't go on my yacht, see? Oh, I curse you. And then just walked away? Or was he actually like, uh, yeah, speaking simlish over a, like, chicken bone, and then she, like, tra- the trajectory of her life took a downturn? Or did he literally say fuck you to her? I don't know what they mean because I was not born in olden times. But good for her for saying no to going on that yacht because I just feel like that is an invitation to be murdered back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be that way. If you want to go on a yacht with your boss, you should be able to do that but unfortunately there's an implication that comes along with getting on a boat which we all know from it's always sunny in philadelphia and you know just don't ever do it because you could end up like the people who um, mysteriously disappear from cruise ships uh who were probably dumped into the ocean you just never know what's going to happen now natalia has sent me three pictures in the zoom chat and it, all three pictures are of Marilyn looking very beautiful very um striking you know very bright um Mm. and then she's just with like a guy that looks like just so close to her face um first of all you know we love a short king um but this is this man is up to her chin in height and I would say double her age. Much yeah, older Yeah, double than her, her age. That's the problem. Yeah. And then he's wearing a suit that kind of looks like he is going to a funeral. And then, and she's <laughs> just like kind of dancing with him, but looking anywhere else, like not looking at him. And then she's, he's looking at her. Right. Yes. In all of these photos, he is staring like into her soul. He's, you know, tying this like hat around her on New Year's Eve, or he's dancing with her and, and really just like observing her and so into her or just looking deep into her eyes. Then in all of these photos, she's posing for the camera and like getting her best modeling angles. That dude is a guy named Johnny Hyde. Um, so when she got kicked out of 20th century, like after they didn't renew her contract, she was devastated. So she goes back to pinup modeling. And while she's pinup modeling, she meets this guy named Johnny Hyde. And he's a talent agent who was vice president at William Morris, which is a huge talent agency at the time. So he takes Marilyn on as his protege. And he even pays for her to get plastic surgery. She got a chin implant and rhinoplasty. He was 30 years older than her. And even though he had a wife... He loved Marilyn and tried to leave his wife for her. And uh, Marilyn still wouldn't marry him despite him proposing marriage several times. So, but I also think like, good for you because clearly this is a guy who does has no loyalty to a woman at all. So maybe it was just that she wouldn't marry him, that he did all this shit for her. And side note, this has nothing to do with anything, but can you imagine how shitty getting a nose job in 1950 would be that's all i was like that shit is terrible today think about 
that in the 1950s, like, I wonder what the recovery was like for that. And who could you even trust? Like, there was no, like, pictures of, like, this is what I've done before. There was no Yelp reviews. Like, you, yeah. it could just be anyone. And, like, how did they, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just, like, really What were the, look, what were the chin implants made out of? Did they just take, like, a corpse and chop its chin off and then put it in your chin? Did they take a pebble from the beach and, you know, like tumble it yeah. in one of those rock tumblers until it was shiny and sterilized and then stick that in your skin? I don't know. And I'm not looking for a real answer. So if you know the answer, I don't care. My point is, yeah, that sounds very dangerous and scary. So Johnny Hyde is really the guy who Marilyn can credit her uh, being able to get her foot in the door, I think, into Hollywood because he renegotiates her contract of 20th Century Fox. And it was really perfect timing because the 1940s had pushed this image of female actresses who were tough and smart, like Rosie the Riveter, because those actresses were mirroring the attitudes of female dominated audiences during World War II. There was it was just women oh, in the movie point. theaters because all the guys were like off building houses for war or whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. They were off dying. So yeah, so who's left? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just women. So 20th Century Fox really saw Marilyn Monroe as this ticket to draw men back into movie theaters post-war. Executives saw her as this potential to replace Betty Grable, who was quote-unquote aging at the time, and she was the popular blonde bombshell of the 40s. Well, Johnny Hyde, everything with him, like he's like her best friend, she really loves him. She hardcore friend zoned him. If you want to see these photos, go to <laughs> yeah, Let's Get tell. Haunted Instagram at Let's Get Haunted. Um, and everything was, you know, going great, like balanced between friends and getting job. And she's probably dangling sex above him. I don't know if they ever had sex. Do you think that they had sex? Probably, right? You'd have to give something. Or do you something. think he, she just dangled? No, I think maybe like maybe a boob touch but i can't Kiss? i can't see her you know wanting to be the body language here is like i can't see it going further than that he just looks like based on these body language like he just looks like like one of those guys who would just be like i don't know like puts his hand on your low back yeah like when he doesn't know you you know what i mean and it's just make, he just seems creepy he seems really creepy but maybe that's me just looking into it too much. I mean, she look, the body language between the two of them is not great. Like, she definitely looks like she does not want to be near him. Yeah, there's no, like, sex no. vibes going between no. them. So he dies. Great. Because he's old. And then that's the first time that Marilyn overdoses on pills. Her acting coach finds her. He takes her to the hospital and then they pump her stomach. After this, oh. she starts seeing a psychotherapist. Some psychiatrists today believe that probably if Marilyn was to see someone today, they might have diagnosed her with something like bipolar disorder or depression or borderline personality disorder. But there's really no way to know because she's dead and no one fucking knows. So around this time, Marilyn meets Arthur Miller. Do you know who Arthur Miller is? He was the author of The Crucible or something? Yes, that's exactly right. He's a famed American playwright. He um, writes really sad <laughs> plays, which I guess makes you an intellectual, like Death of a Salesman, The Crucible, All of My Sons. Like, they're just sad plays basically so he's kind of like perceived as like a real artist he wears glasses and writes poetry type right. dude you know what i mean likely to you that sort of uh, that uh, that partnership a partnership with marilyn 
Did it seem not unlikely, or did you just fall in love? No, it didn't. It, it seemed there was an unlikely quality to it, sure, from the cultural point of view, if you want to call it that. But uh, in a way, we were both trying to do the same thing, which was I was desperately trying all my life to uh, unify experience and myself in that experience. I tried to do it, as I mentioned earlier, in salesmen there would be one figure, a unified figure with society, psychology, everything in one basket. Likewise, oneself, I thought, there should be a unity in yourself. And the very uh, inappropriateness of our, our being together was to me the sign that it was appropriate, that we were, we were two parts, however remote, of this society, of this life. One was sensuous and life-loving, it seemed, while in the center of it there was a darkness and a tragedy that I didn't know the dimensions of at that time. Uh, and the same thing was true of me. So it wasn't that crazy. So Marilyn is like, oh, I really want, that's what she wants. She wants to be perceived as a real actress because I think she kind of had this chip on her shoulder her whole life of like, oh, she started off as like a pinup model and she posed nude and she didn't know if like people were going to take her seriously as an actress. So she thought like, oh, if I could like be associated with these these Hollywood like intellectual types who are really into like art then um, people will take me more seriously. Even though I'm like, who the fuck wants that? Like, you're making millions of dollars. They're not. Like, keep doing what you're doing. They are, like, sitting around, like, chatting over, like, what a fucking seagull means in a play. <laughs> and you are, like, out on a red carpet. It's like, doing whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. Maybe maybe she, uh, maybe it gets old after a while, um, like, being around people who are just yes men or being around people that are just trying mm. to fuck you, like this old dude that you sent me pictures of um who's like clearly right. yeah like looks like he's trying to again cup a boob or something um maybe that gets old and so being around someone who is like a literary douchebag and i don't know that arthur miller was a literary douchebag i'm just applying like modern day los angeles archetypes to these people um so it's probably wrong but maybe being around like someone who's more uh, quote unquote scholarly is like a breath of fresh air. And so you want to do like a phase where you're dating someone who's an old douchebag. Then you want to date someone that's a literary douchebag. Right. Then you want to date someone that is like the super hot um, like co-star. Then you want to date just a regular person. Then you want to date a plumber. Then you want right. to date uh, a guy that owns a water park. I don't know. Like maybe when you're that wealthy <laughs> and that many options are available to you, it's like a charcuterie board of of partners potential partners <laughs> a guy who who owns a yeah, water like, park <laughs> where like that's so specific have you ever dated a guy that owns no a water but park? Uh, you know it could be cool for like a month you get into the water park free <laughs> maybe they shut it down you get to be there after hours maybe you can just you know you don't have to worry oh, about wow. pee in the water or dirty baby diapers because you date the guy that owns the water park so you can get into the wave pool after hours by yourself and it's just like a a great time vip wave pool section yeah and then once you've done all the rides a couple of times you've had your friends over for like private parties then at that point you're like all right what else what else can i move on to because i've 
you know, I didn't really like the water park man. It was an experience. Um, you know, now that the glitz and glamour of the fact that he owns a water park has worn off, like I want to move on. <laughs> the glitz and glamour of the fact that he owns a water park. That is a great <laughs> quote there. That that should be one of those like LGH out of context quotes. Like once the glitz and glamour of the fact that he owns a water park has worn off. You know, then you realize he was actually just five toads stacked on top of each other in a suit. And, you know, who wants to be dating that? Not I. Um, Natalia has sent me another photo of Marilyn Monroe. And this is what I picture when I think of Marilyn Monroe. This is the blonde, platinum blonde bombshell look with like the mink coat or whatever it is. It's just like a white Mm -hmm. fur shawl. And then she's wearing these like long silky gloves and a long silky dress and she's got the bright red lipstick on. It's a black and white photo, but I mean, it looks like it's bright red lipstick. You know, dazzling white smile. Um, yeah, like heavy mm-hmm. eyelashes. This is Marilyn Monroe. Yes, this is 1952. And Marilyn was the It Girl. She was literally titled oh, wow. It Girl of the Year by a gossip magazine. And she appeared in five huge movies that year. This was like the year that she really became a big star. And this was the year that she became a sex symbol. She really played into this sex symbol status to increase her star power. She even talked openly about posing nude. And she told gossip magazines that she didn't wear any underwear. She also, during this time, started seeing a famous baseball player who was named Joe DiMaggio. And uh, he was super famous oh yeah do you know joe dimaggio uh yeah i've heard of him before he was uh an italian athlete right that like was all wait didn't he also sing uh did he i don't know guys hold on hold on joe if i see a picture of him, i don't know but he was another short king that just like kind of looked like the other dude here let me send you a picture of him so it was partially like as a gimmick because he was super famous she's super famous like they um wanted to get real famous together and but i like i get the feeling with her that she's kind of like she's dating all of these people as a means to become more famous where like I feel like they actually really liked her like I think Marilyn based off of what I've read and what I see was always going to put her career above anything else Mm. like I think she was going to sleep her way to the top um, or dangle sex above men and not sleep with them so she could get what she wanted I think she used her sexuality as a way to get to the top and I don't think she ever um I think she, like, loved these people, but, like, at the end of the day, if someone else came along that was better, she would have gone with them. Because she right. literally ends up, if you guys are like, no, that's so shallow, like, she was, like, came from a traumatic background, and, like, she didn't have a father figure, and so she was, like, looking as a father figure into these men. Okay, then how do you explain that she just tripped and fell into an affair with the president of the United States of America? You think that's just a fucking coincidence? Oh, the president of the United States of America is just, like, a really, like, soft and caring dude who just, like, listens to my problems. Um, um, no, this is a president of the United States of America. Like, I'm pretty sure there was like a little bit of fucking thinking, tinkering going on about sex and power uh, there. Don't you? Okay. This is my thoughts. Because um, Natalia sent me a picture of Joe DiMaggio. It's a picture of them uh, like right before kissing. I Now I, I, I remember who he is. Okay. Yes. So he was a baseball player, super famous at the time. This is my impression um, of what's going on here. This to me reads power couple. Right. Like, okay, when Jennifer Lopez got together with A-Rod, who was another famous baseball player, they're not together anymore, obviously. But um, 
like, was that just because she randomly met him and was like, wow, he's such a nice guy? I think there's always going to be an element of wanting to date someone that is going to, first of all, understand what it's like to be in the same social status as you. So they were both super famous. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. appealing because he can relate to some mm-hmm. of the same problems she has. And then also, like, you're going to be photographed. You're going to be talked about. It, you're gonna, They're going to be like, wow, Marilyn and Joe, what a, like ritzy mm-hmm. fabulous rich wealthy relevant couple right um most people right. uh don't end up in relationships with people like most famous people i should say whether they're in a pr relationship or a legitimate relationship it's going to be someone that's either more famous than them or just as famous than them because it's everything is a, a career move at that point when you're in the public eye like even if you don't want it what to about be. taylor swift who started dating someone who was like not famous at all do you think that was also a power move no i think well look and again i know nothing about taylor swift but what i've read online leads me to believe that she probably thought she wanted a more low-key lifestyle and then realized that she mm-hmm. doesn't right and so then decided yeah. that she wanted to be with someone who was in a similar industry um as her and Look, we're not famous at all, me and Natalia, but I've dated people that are like have online personas versus people that don't. And there are pros and cons to each. Um, But sometimes it is nice to date someone that can like at least understand a little bit of like the industry you're in. Um, Like I'm in the agricultural industry. I know a lot of people that only date other people in the agricultural industry because it's so niche and the problems that you experience are so specific that for some people that's really important to date Mm -hmm. someone that is in the same industry. So that's how I view like celebrities dating each other is it's not a bad thing to say like, of course, you want to be a power couple. Of course, you want to date someone that understands some of your daily struggles. Like to me, that's not shallow. That's just reality. Oh, no, I'm not judging her at all. I will absolutely 100% present at this moment fuck someone to get something that I want (laughs) I will sleep my way to the top I have not found an opportunity to do that like you hear that all the time oh like these casting couch like women just sleep their way to the top where was it when I was trying to be an actress like there was no opportunities they were like get the fuck out of this room like don't ever come back here again you suck like so I am not judging at all. I will go to a party with a short king who uh, is my talent agent that like negotiates a deal with 20th Century Fox for me. Fuck yeah, I will do that. I don't give a fuck, guys. I'm here for a short, a short time and a good time. Whatever they say. I'm here for <laughs> a good time, not a long time. So around this time, Marilyn starts abusing pills. She is... I guess, like, I didn't realize this, but, like, studios would kind of pump their actresses and actors with pills at this time. Like, they would give them all kinds of um, amphetamines Mm -hmm. to keep the female stars, like, really, you know, a stimulant. Like, to make them skinny, to make them uh, attentive so that they're going to want to work for 16 hours and not complain because they're high. And then give them a bunch of sleeping pills so they can sleep through the night and not have to think about how they have to uh, give a blowjob to a short king later that day. Look, everything... This is also, like, something where if you're a celebrity... And literally everything is at your fingertips to the point where you can just say to someone, hey, I want I want whether it's your favorite bottle of liquor 
or your favorite brand of pharmaceutical pills or your favorite um, illicit drug. Like if you or your favorite food or your favorite fucking outfit. Like if you can be like, hey, I want you to go get me um, the new Diane von Furstenberg collection of mink underwear. And I also want you on your way back to pick me up an eight ball of cocaine. And then I want you to also go to Carlos <laughs> Santana's house and get some of his unreleased champagne and then come back here. Like, if that's the kind of service you have, you would just start asking for outrageous shit. Because to the average person, that's not available to you. So you're like, well, shit, why am I famous if I can't get all of this stuff delivered to me? Um, like, you know, inside of a, 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 I don't know, a golden goose on a platter. You know what? Okay, this has nothing to do with anything. But did you know that Carlos Santana has like a fire shoe line? Like, no. I don't like women's high heels. I don't know if he still does it. I need to look it up. But they were cool as fuck. I used to wear those what? shoes in um, high school. I'm going to look it up now. Like the Carlos Santana. Santana shoes. Shoes. That doesn't, you know what? It's surprising, but also not surprising. Oh, yeah. Because I feel it. like he's, he's. A really good businessman like his name is on so many different products that actually sell so i i believe that can you send a picture in the chat i'm curious yes i'm gonna send this link um carlos by carlos santana carlosshoes.com here i'm sending it to you right now um if you want to advertise with us carlos santana uh you can email <laughs> let's get haunted pod at gmail.com <laughs> oh wow okay so here, first of all, yes, these are very fire shoes. Natalia is showing me some like calf high, um, very beautiful, like glittery silver shoes that are very sensual. But here's the problem. I can't wear shoes that show toe because my feet are wow. so fucked up. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, I'll just sell uh, feet pics online and won't show my face. I'm like, right. that's a privilege, bitch. Do you know what it's like for the rest of us with feet that look like they've been gnawed by a giant and spit back out <laughs> and like rolled around in the sand and like are just living? Okay. Like they're like have their own mind. My feet are so fucked up. So I can only wear closed toed shoes. Some guys are into that. No. I speak from experience. Don't ask me how or why. But one time someone was like, I want to see your feet. And I was like, you really don't. Like, they're really calloused and they're really, really gross. And, like, they have, like, crusties on the heel that I'll never get rid of because I'm a dancer and I walk around barefoot. And I don't know. I'm sorry. Like, you don't want to. I really don't want to let you down. I don't want you to think that I'm just, like, trying to withhold my feet from you because absolutely I would send you feet pics and take money for that. I just want you to know that, like, I, like pick another body part. You want to see my ears? Like, I'll f milk those. Yeah. Whatever you want me to do with them, I'll squish them up and... I'll take the, the cartilage and squish it up and put it in the hole. <laughs> what do you want to see? <laughs> Just Venmo me. Um, and they were like, <laughs> they were like, no. <laughs> they were like, I really like dirty feet and I love calloused feet and I love like dry crusted feet. And they're like, actually, like if you have the next time you're like really sweaty from riding the horse, like your, your socks are like sweaty and wet. I want to like see the bottoms of your sweaty socks. And wow. Wow. So did you do it? I haven't yet, but I think about it. I think about it often. And um, yeah, but you guys, I think I should do. Here's the thing is like, to me, that's more embarrassing. This is going to sound so weird, but it would be more embarrassing to me to get pics leaked of my feet with that looking like not 
mainstream hot feet than it would to be like just have like straight nudes leaked of me because I'm ashamed like Alia's of my feet like I know I want them to be like soft and nice and like not broken and like you know I don't want them to look the way that they look and then that like get out to the public and people be like she's gross it makes yeah it makes sense um I can't say anything one way or another because I tell you what my feet are so fucked that I can't even imagine what would happen if somebody saw my feet that didn't know me like that didn't already know me I feel like Mm -hmm. if I were like when I go once in a blue moon I'll get a pedicure and I'm just like wow this conversations that the nail techs must have (laughs) like after I leave just being like, what the fuck was up with those? Like, the nails are fucked up? Why are they so fucked up? Well, okay, it started in college. In college, um, somebody stomped on my foot at a party by accident, and then the nail fell off. And I here's a fun fact about me. I don't mm-hmm. ever wear socks unless I'm wearing, like, hiking boots or running shoes. I just don't wear socks because I think they're stupid. And it, I don't like that you have to wash them together and then match the socks afterwards. I think I, it's a waste of time. So most of the time I don't wear socks. Most of the time I don't wear underwear because I also think that's a waste of time. And so, like, somebody stomped on my feet. And then I also don't ever wear socks. And then the nail grew back kind of funny. And I remember, but it grew back at least. And then it got stomped on again at somebody else's house and fell off again and then um then in like 2016 I want to say um no when did we go to Scotland and we were staying in hostels I got like showering in those community showers or whatever and I got some sort of like foot fungus but it was only on one toe and it was the toe that had already withstood so much violence over the years and then that toenail um I went to the doctor and the doctor was like you don't want to take um the medication that makes the toenail fungus go away because it's really bad for you and it's really bad for your liver and your kidneys and you already have bad kidneys so like we don't want to give it to you I'm just going to remove the entire toenail and don't worry it'll grow back um yeah kind of so I just have like half of a toenail forever now on one toe and my big toes are really big so it just looks like I have an even bigger toe because there's old like the tiniest nail on earth (laughs) is on that toe so you know it just is what it is I feel like some people are into that though they're like oh my god I can see underneath her nail I'm coming (laughs) look if that's you congratulations um reach out to me if you want to give me five million dollars for one single polaroid of my fucked up toenail I'll do it for you so Marilyn's on top of the world. She's wearing these amazing outfits. She's high on a bunch of pills, apparently. I, I like I imagined it's like that in that scene, like Wolf of Wall Street, where he's like just taking a bunch of pills and like having a great time, which is like every scene in that movie, I guess, in the first act. Um, yeah, this just that movie, I'm assuming. But it was still like a man's world on set, and all of these male executives are still kind of like treating her like she's just a dumb blonde, even though that's all an act and they know that they're still using it they're like making money off of it but at the same time they're like oh no you don't know what you're talking about and so she's like oh no I want us to start doing more like serious roles and they're like no you're not going to do that and then they cancel her contract because she's like I'm not going to do another lighthearted musical and they're like okay bye cancel your contract you're not that special but they were sort of bluffing she was actually really special she was really famous at this time and she had more she had like tons of star star power so 
they start all this like negative publicity about her and saying like oh she's high on pills like she can't come to the set like she's the one that messing up production we canceled her contract but that's part of the controversy is like are these rumors that were started by male executives who were threatened by her power and were trying to sully her image or was it true like was she actually you know drunk with power and drugs who knows so she marries joe dimaggio to help her image in the media and the media is loving it during their marriage she had at least four known affairs so we can assume that their partnership was more of a publicity stunt than anything else Daniel, he was a wonderful Apparently, Joe DiMaggio said that he had to go to Japan for a month for like a baseball thing. They had their honeymoon on the Japan trip, but Marilyn, I guess like he, he didn't want it to be like just for the cameras, but, but like Marilyn tipped the press that she was getting married to him. And so that like, then at their courthouse wedding, like all of these photographers show up and I think Joe was kind of like, oh, like I thought you actually loved me, but like this seems, she's like, no, but I do love you. And I also love being a star. During their honeymoon, she goes to Korea and she does that like famous, um, she does the famous one, the famous performance where she performs for all the troops in Korea. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have seen that, but I would love to watch it again if you have a link. Here, just watch a little tiny snippet of it. Marilyn Monroe arrives in Korea to tour the front lines for four days. Hubby Joe DiMaggio is in Japan coaching Japanese baseball teams. Marilyn wears drab GI clothing as she meets the boys. No GI ever got such attention. In the natural and chilly outdoor bowl, Marilyn proves she's a real trooper. Officers estimate that she plays to about 60,000 men in her first two days in Korea. There's agreement among soldiers and Marines, privates and commanding officers. Marilyn is tops. Says she, gosh, I've never seen so many men in my life. Joe was kind of like embarrassed and upset by her using their honeymoon to perform for all of the troops. From my perspective, her performing for the troops isn't her like ha- tr- flirting with another guy or having an affair. It's like literally this is her job, right? Like her job is to be this sensual blonde bombshell that just oozes sex. And so like that's what she's doing. She was hired to do this so she's doing it right like, yeah she's putting on a show yeah i mean she's doing I her think job so too but i think men are just i don't know i think men at the time they like 
incel dudes like this, they always want to change someone. Like, they see, oh, this is, like, a hot, this hot OnlyFans model is, like, hot, so I'm going to make her my girlfriend. And then, like, she becomes your girlfriend. And then you're like, oh, no, like, you shouldn't want to do that. Now you should just want to cook and clean and, like, wear, like, uh, conservative clothing and, like, meet my parents. Yeah. Dude, I could go on for a long time about how infuriating it is when people date someone knowing knowing that they have a certain job or dress a certain way or whatever and then like as soon as you're in a relationship with them they're like oh no but actually I thought that now you that you were in a relationship you wouldn't need to have any of your friends oh I thought that now that you were in a relationship you'd only want to hang out with me or oh I thought that now that you were in a relationship you would never go to the club or the bars or concerts or um you should only be wearing jeans and a prairie top uh, all day long you should be wearing a bonnet like sir why mm-hmm. did you date me if you didn't like anything about me and that's what I think of Joe DiMaggio just from the brief thing that you have sent right now I am now pushing play on this video of Marilyn Monroe performing for the troops yeah she's literally performing she's singing one of her songs diamonds are a girl's best friend She's dancing. She has a bit back. I think he band. just probably felt like a little bit slighted that she had used their marriage as publicity. But also like, yeah, she's Marilyn Monroe. Like she's going to use her marriage as publicity. Yeah. Again, why would you want to date someone famous and then not want everything that comes along with? Well, that, also, if they right? cheat on like, you a bunch, too, that's upsetting, which she did um, during this time. She started seeing <laughs> Senator John oh, Kennedy. Okay. And that that people think that this is when the affair started because she was seen leaving the Carlisle Hotel very often. And that's where the Kennedys would stay. And Mm. so when Joe DiMaggio was like off doing baseball stuff, she was um, not necessarily uh, loyal to him. And I don't know if those are things that they mapped out when they got together if she was like hey just so you know like this yeah the, could the have relationship been an open we're gonna relationship. have yeah and then they wanted her to change be like well i thought like once we entered the open relationship things would change <laughs> i actually only wanted it to be a one-sided <laughs> open relationship where i get to fuck anyone i want and you don't have sex with anyone else because of how great i am <laughs> yeah exactly that's like their dream around this time fox wants her back so they negotiate with her <laughs> it totally is. and they put her in this movie the seven year itch plus they're like we're gonna give you a hundred thousand dollar bonus and joe was like extremely jealous of marilyn at this time he didn't like that she was so ambitious he didn't like that she was cheating on him uh regularly he was embarrassed by this behavior probably rightfully so i don't know i'm not gonna make assumptions but what i do know which is not okay is apparently he was physically and emotionally abusive to her there are rumors that he did beat her i don't know if those are true or not i don't know if those are things that were made up by the press to um defame her yeah who the fuck knows but those are some of the rumors that existed so only after 10 months of marriage Marilyn filed for divorce from Joe DiMaggio and she films the seven-year itch and then she refuses another dumb blonde movie and so Fox decides to withdraw her bonus and break the contract with her so at this point she's free of Joe DiMaggio she's free of Fox she's looking to start a new chapter in her life so she starts Marilyn Monroe Productions she moves to New York and she makes her own production company at a press conference in January of 1955 she 
claims that she started her own production company because she was, quote, tired of the same old sex roles. People have scope, you know, end quote. So now comes back into mind Arthur Miller. So was she cheating on Joe DiMaggio with Arthur Miller during this time? Who knows? But now he's back into the life. He is, like we talked about, that famous playwright who was like broody intellectual dude. Here is a picture of him and Marilyn. He had a wife at the time, by the way, when they got together. And uh, him and Marilyn end up getting married. London Airport. Down in the passenger list as Mr. and Mrs. Miller, a honeymoon couple arrive in Britain to face the biggest headline since Caxton set up in business. Yes, it's Marilyn Monroe arriving with her playwright husband, Arthur Miller. Flash bulbs were popping from every angle, but Marilyn had nothing to say for the microphone. So he was like married with kids, but they got into a relationship together anyways. <laughs> oh, cute. I mean, well, I don't mean cute in response to he was married with kids. Sorry, guys. Again, my comments are coming in probably at inappropriate times. But um, Natalia sent me a photo, a black and white photo of Marilyn Monroe. And you said this is Arthur Miller? Yes. Oh, he looks fine. For for some reason, every time I've ever heard people talk about Arthur Miller, they always talk about like, he's not that good looking and Marilyn Monroe didn't actually think he was hot. And I'm like, he looks fine. He just looks older than her. That's all. Um, he's yeah, like, they like called him an egghead. Yeah, he looks fine. I don't know. Maybe this is just like, I don't know. Whatever. Um, he looks fine to me. He's like a tall dude in a suit um, and he has glasses. Looks fine. I'd fuck him. Just kidding. <laughs> the rumor is that uh, Marilyn married him because she wanted to change her image to seem like before she was dating like a, a dumb jock and she was like a hot blonde. And now she wants to date a nerdy dude. Like, you know, I don't know. She would switch it up again. So but she does have this quote where she says, quote, I promised myself I would read all the books and learn about all the wonders in the world. And when I sat along people, I would not only understand what they were talking about, but would be able to contribute myself. End quote. And I always yeah, thought like, that sounds great. I know. But I always think like that quote is kind of sad. Like, I don't I don't know. It's it's just kind of sad to think that like it like is she saying that in her regular life when people are around her talking she doesn't contribute because she doesn't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, who is to say what she meant? Um, I would I would think maybe like I don't know. Have you ever been in a room listening to some people talk and they're talking about like macroeconomics or uh like the particle accelerator machine being built in whatever and then like you just have literally nothing to say because you don't even know what they're talking about that has happened to me not super frequently but from time to time I'll like especially at work I'll be like listening to people talking about something that's highly technical and you're like damn I really wish that I could even contribute a single thought that was relevant but mm -hmm. I am only thinking about what I read about aliens, and I certainly can't say that out loud because it's not socially acceptable in the context of where I am right now. Um, yeah. So I, I could kind of see that. Like, you know, like you said, she was tired of being pigeonholed into these dumb blonde roles. She turns down some dumb blonde roles, and she marries a guy that is perceived as intellectual, who is a famous author. And now she's around him and his friends, and she's like, well, fuck. Like, I didn't... It's not like I went to college and majored in literary studies or whatever this guy did. I'm not a famous author, mm -hmm. so I don't know what he's talking about when he's using all these big words or talking about, like, the use of the semicolon or synecdoches <laughs> and metaphors. Like, I just don't know. So 
I yeah, maybe she's like, I'm going to read a book and I'm going to learn about it so I can participate in conversations with the new company I'm around. Okay. Yeah. So in 1956, Arthur leaves his wife for Marilyn. He married Marilyn, but apparently um, he didn't treat her well. Two months after the marriage, Marilyn reads Arthur's journal. Like his journal is just open, open face. And uh, so she reads it because who wouldn't? And he basically is calling her immature and dumb and saying that he regrets the marriage. And the page was like left open on his desk. So she like we have to wonder did he want her to read it or was she searching for it and then just claimed that it was open we don't know but it's my job to believe that there's conspiracy so i'm just saying yeah definitely the second thing because i tell you what (laughs) the number of like times where like a friend or myself in past relationships like we'll all be talking to each other and being like yeah it's just like he was acting super weird (laughs) with his phone and so you know like I just saw a text message come through that said, like, you know, the person in the phone was named, like, Big Booby Bitch, and so I had to open it. It's like, that's not what happened. (laughs) Like, he went to take a shower, and you definitely went through it, which is okay. Look, hey, if the person was cheating on you, and that's how you found out, you don't need to justify it. Okay, so now up until this moment, we've basically just been learning about Marilyn Monroe, and we're about to get into the crazy shit. So before we get there, what is your perception of Marilyn? Just give me like a blurb. Okay, Um, like you said, it's hard to know what's real, what's not, what's propaganda, what's just, you know, the rumor mill at the time. But from my impression, at the very least, you can say she's ambitious. Whether you think she is a fame whore or an attention whore or whether you think she's a super savvy businesswoman, um, it doesn't really matter. It all boils down to ambition, right? She knows what she wants and she goes for it for better or worse, whether that be cheating on someone allegedly or, you know, working your way up into a position of power. Maybe you're using people, maybe you're not. Maybe it's just um, a happy coincidence that all of the people you're surrounding yourself with are the right people to get you to the positions you need. I don't know, but definitely ambitious and definitely knows what she wants. But was Marilyn Monroe a secret communist? Oh, <laughs> probably. Like, I don't know. That was like, I just remember. Her. I just, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. That's like, probably, dude. <laughs> As we know, during the time that Marilyn lived, the Red Scare was in effect. The fear of being accused of communism was not unfounded, as the unfortunate people who were labeled as communists could face losing their jobs, public isolation, being stalked and spied upon by the FBI, being forced to attend lengthy court proceedings, or put under unethical interrogation techniques, or in some cases, those accused communists were never seen again. Director Elia Kazat helped shape Hollywood as he discovered Marlon Brando, James Dean, Warren Beatty, and worked with Tennessee Williams, John Steinbeck, and Arthur Miller. But he was also one of Hollywood's most controversial directors. Not only did he direct extremely polarizing projects like A Streetcar Named Desire, which calls for, among other unsavory vices, the depiction of sexual assault live on stage, Kazan was also accused of being a communist. Ilya Kazan and Arthur Miller were asked to testify in court before the House of Un-American Activities Committee about being members of the Communist Party during the 30s. 
Arthur Miller refused to go to court at all, essentially damning himself to be labeled as a communist so that he wouldn't be saved at the expense of others. But Kazan attended two hearings. At the second hearing in 1952, Kazan denounced the names of seven writers, including Arthur Miller. This act of naming names cost Elia Kazan most of his friends in the entertainment industry and from that moment on became the backdrop of every project he worked on in his career. In response to this betrayal, Arthur Miller wrote The Crucible, a play about the Salem witch trials, which is hailed today as one of the best literary analogies to the Red Scare. Kazan went on to respond to that project with his project On the Waterfront, where the protagonist is pressured by the FBI to give up information and the quote, quote, how can we call ourselves Christian and protect us from the murderers with our silence, end quote, is taken from On the Waterfront. In 1999, Elia Kazan was awarded with an honorary Oscar, and some of the audience in attendance that night refused to applaud, including actor Kirk Douglas. When Kazan died in 2003, some of his personal letters that he had written during his life were released in a collection titled The Selected Letters of Elia Kazan. One of those letters was from 1955, when Kazan was 46. In the letter, he confesses to his wife that he had an affair with Monroe, and he sheds light on her personality as well as his. Listen to this letter that he wrote to his wife about his affair with Marilyn Monroe. And I'm going to send this to you so you can read it, because this is, like, kind of fucked up. So basically... This guy has been accused of being a communist and he like named names and outed people and like really like fucked up people's careers. And so um, he is the one who introduced Arthur Miller and Marilyn Monroe together. So like they ran in the same circles and Arthur Miller's play Death of a Salesman is like for sure Marxist. It's like a, literally about the death of a salesman like it's about the death of uh consumerism and the and um talking about like the anti-capitalist ideas i guess you could say at this time so there is some weight to this accusation and so there could be some weight to maryland being a quote-unquote secret communist so this letter is dated november 29th 1955 i'm gonna do this because mimi is a voice actress and she said that to avoid the like popping pee noise when you're reading something long you you put your finger in front of your mouth so oh. let's see if this works i know i'm supposed to do like that okay interesting because i always have that problem to molly day thatcher in one sense it's true to say that it meant nothing on the other hand, it was a human experience, and it started, if that is of any significance, in a most human way. Her boyfriend, or quote-unquote keeper if you want to be mean, had just died. His family had not allowed her to see the body or allowed her into the house where she had been living. She had sneaked in one night and been thrown out. I met her on Harmon Jones's set. Harmon thought her a ridiculous person and was fashionably scornful of her. I found her, when I was introduced, in tears. I took her to dinner because she seemed like such a touching, pathetic waif. She sobbed all through dinner. I wasn't quote-unquote interested in her. That came later. I got to know her in time and introduced her to Arthur Miller, who also was very taken by her. You couldn't help being touched. She was talented, funny, vulnerable, helpless, in awful pain with no hope, and some worth and not a liar, not vicious, not catty, and with a history of orphanism that was killing to hear. She was like all Charlie Chaplin's heroines rolled into one. I'm not ashamed at all, not a damn bit, of having been attracted to her. 
She is nothing like what she appears to be now, or even appears to have turned into now. She was a little stray cat when I knew her. I got a lot out of her, just as you do from any human experience where anyone is revealed to you and you affect anyone in any way. I guess I gave her a lot of hope. She is not a big sex pot as advertised, at least not in my experience. I don't know if there are such as advertised big sex pots. She told me a lot about Joe DiMaggio and her, his Catholicism and his viciousness. He struck her often and beat her up several times. I was touched and fascinated. It was the type of experience that I do not understand and I enjoyed, well, not the right word, hearing about it. I certainly recommended her to Tennessee's attention, and he was very taken by her. I'm not sorry about it. I love you and only want to help you. I'm awful sorry I hurt you. I am human enough. It might happen again. I hope not. And I've resisted quite some other opportunities. No loss. I got a lot out of this one. Can't say I didn't. I think I helped her. If you don't like what I say and feel it unnecessary for your own sense of honor to divorce me, then divorce me. I don't think I should not be married or anything like that. If you divorce me, I'll tell you plainly, I will in time get married again and have more children. I feel I'm a family man and a damned good one. I don't care what your judgment is on that. What do you think of that apology letter for sleeping yeah. with someone, having an affair with someone, and then possibly wanting to divorce you? Yeah, the whole thing is really shitty. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I had an affair with you. I'm not sorry about it. And in fact, she was super hot and misunderstood and great, and I loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Now I guess she's a whore, but I didn't. She wasn't a whore when she was with me. And yeah, she didn't. I don't even think she liked sex because we barely had sex. But I don't regret it at all. And I'm a wonderful like man and person and family man and like I'm great everyone loves me so she definitely like it's not that I was a bad lay it's that like she's just definitely not a sex pot and um yeah she cried and I thought she was <laughs> pathetic and so therefore like she's great and has depth like so do you mean that if she were a sex pot she wouldn't have depth you know what I mean and also like this is just literally the worst <laughs> apology letter I've ever read I feel like it it has like it, it's like okay someone cheated on you and then they're like well actually like you know it, it wasn't like what you thought it wasn't like this sexual thing it was like emotional and like I felt bad for her and then it just sort of happened and like I'm not super sorry about it because I would do it again because I don't think it was that bad and if you're misinterpreting that then you're actually wrong because I'm a family man and so if you divorce me I'm just gonna marry someone else and have kids so uh you know you can't <laughs> so stop think about me. that you know, bitch. Like, it's just yeah 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 it was oh just weird if you divorce me there's a million more of you and i'll have so many kids and you'll never get a penny out of me and for child support because i'll have so many kids that i won't have any money left <laughs> like all right your priorities are pretty weird she, marilyn's been accused of sleeping her way to the top so maybe this letter is confirming some of that rumor i don't know it kind of sounds like this whole like group of people was just all sleeping with each other and also she hung out a lot with frank sinatra who was like mm. friends with the mob and supposedly joe dimaggio was like friends with the mob and they were all connected and so it was like this weird circle of people like all like connected and um they were all i don't know morally defunct it seems yeah yeah that seems fair speaking of cursed people the kennedy brothers come into this story so Marilyn openly had an affair with JFK. Now, it wasn't like an open affair, but it's it's well known that they had an affair. There are 
the CIA like did a lot of work to completely get rid of any evidence of this affair. So there is only one photo that has survived and I'm going to show it to you right now. This is a photo of Marilyn and you can see the back of um, JFK's head and Bobby Kennedy's head there. It's the only photo of them together at all, which is strange considering that she literally sang happy birthday to the president on television and they don't even have photos together. So that proves that there's something weird going on. Super interesting that like now you would have so much more trouble. The CIA would have so much more trouble covering up an illicit affair because like social media. So if you saw somebody out to dinner that wasn't supposed to be out to dinner, you could just take a picture and tweet it and be like, look who I saw at dinner. They're cheating or whatever. Um, Which is what happened to the lady from Twilight. What was her name? Kristen Smith? Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, She was caught like kissing her producer or something while she was dating Robert Pattinson. So yeah, I feel like now you would have more trouble deleting photos. But yeah, anyway, that's off topic. Natalia sent me a photo and um, yeah, you can't even tell it's the president. You definitely can tell it's Marilyn Monroe because she's wearing her iconic um, dress that I think Kim Kardashian ruined. That Kim Kardashian ruined. And then, yeah, yeah, but you can't even tell he's the president because his face is in shadow and he's facing away from the camera. Okay, but like notice when Marilyn's wearing that dress, she's not wearing any shapewear with it. Like I feel like that is what made it weird when Kim wore it is like with Marilyn you can see now this is going to come off really creepy but I'm just going to say it with Marilyn you can see the outlines of her body very well you can see that she's not wearing a bra you can see the line in her pantyhose that's like tight around her hips and it's it's very sensual because you're like you can see and envision her naked where with Kim it was just like flat like she you couldn't see anything it like would have been so much sexier if we could see like a little something like a little jiggle here maybe yeah. you know but i think that's <laughs> the thing about marilyn monroe that speaks to a lot of modern women because back in the day people classified her as like chubby and if you look back at photos now you're like dude she's not chubby at all like she's actually Where? quite skinny yeah but i think what modern women like marilyn because she did show stomach rolls. Like in the very first photo you showed me of Norma Jean on the beach, yeah, she's got a little, you know, tiny stomach roll because who among us doesn't have a stomach roll? You can be literally 90 pounds and still have a stomach roll. So, but now it's like all with all like the Photoshop and shapewear and stuff, um, you know, you don't see that as often. So I think for modern women, Marilyn is refreshing because, as you pointed out, there seems to at least be like no attempt to hide the softness of her body. And um, yeah. with like, well, I think that's yeah. what made her sexy. Yeah, is, is it like is. You're seeing something forbidden, right? Like you can't like show up to work with your stomach roll out like that is like inappropriate. Right. But like that's like something that not everyone gets to see because it's like behind closed doors. But then if you're just showing it, I like had a friend who was a model and she had a picture of her where she was modeling swimwear and the website that like she was modeling for um, cropped it so that you couldn't see her inner thighs like touching each other they like cropped it like it was the picture really strange and she was like all like why why did this happen and i and i was like i think it's because it's like too sexy like like they like your thighs are like too sexy like too voluptuous it like Mm. takes away 
from the swimsuit but it was just interesting because she had a different perception of it she was like I'm too fat like I'll never work again whatever and I was like you're I literally think they're like this is just too sexual for this photo but yeah I don't know I just feel like Kim K looked stupid in the dress it like didn't look that cute on her but you know what I'm not gonna say that because I want her to come on the podcast Kim come on the podcast and tell us what to think about your dress and bring your 500 million followers along (laughs) yeah Kim I think you've done a lot of damage to uh, women by giving us unrealistic beauty standards. But at the same time, are you a victim of that same thing that you helped perpetuate? And so maybe I can't be mad. Also, I'm Armenian. Kim, come on the podcast. (laughs) So we all know that Marilyn had an affair with JFK. But did you know that she was allegedly also sleeping with his brother, Jack Kennedy? I did not know that. But I, I do wonder, like, is this a case of, like, brotherly rivalry where Jack Kennedy is like, Oh, yeah, yeah, he's the president and also sleeping with one of the most famous sexy women in America. Well, so am I. Like, I could do that, too. Like, I walked in on them once at the We All Had a Threesome, and it was really cool. And, like, I'm relevant. Pay attention to me. Ew. Like, having a threesome with your brother is forbidden. You guys, you can't do a sibling threesome ever. Like, that's, no. No, no. (laughs) But that's my impression of someone who's just really jealous of their, like, older sibling in the 50s the story goes that she was originally with jfk and she was really into him because he's a president and for some reason like women thought jfk was hot i don't see it but whatever and but then he like iced her out probably because he you know was like uh has a wife and children and he's the president and so that can't get out so then she starts sleeping with his brother to get back at him and but it, it, it like turned into like this weird love triangle thing where you know it's sex with Marilyn Monroe so both brothers are wanting to do that but then Marilyn's also trying to get with the president but she's gonna just take what she can get with his brother because maybe it'll lead back to the president at some point you know I think like at this point she's just gonna kind of take whatever she can get but because this was happening the CIA started bugging Marilyn Monroe's house because she had this connection to the communist party because she had been married to Arthur Miller and he had been outed supposedly as a communist at that um, committee hearing by his director friend and so the CIA like cannot have the president talking to a known communist and so they open up this file on Marilyn Monroe and they start listening into phone calls and they start trying to figure out what's going on. Now, meantime, what ends up happening right at, um, around the same era is that the mob is getting getting a little bit too powerful in the United States and they are running a lot of shit underground and the government actually is working sometimes hand in hand with the mob in organized crime to like do their dirty work with them, do illegal work for the government that the CIA can't do themselves. They'll, you know, outsource shit to get done. And so the mob, one of their, like a mob boss gets put in jail and they start interrogating him. And he's like, you know what? You guys like have really fucked up by like, putting me in this interrogation room by trying to put me in jail and I have blackmail on the president because everyone knows that he's sleeping with Marilyn Monroe and we're gonna like fuck up all of your shit we have uh like countless tapes we have sex tapes we we can like expose this image of this like catholic good boy president and basically unravel um the cia's puppet through which they do their bidding through and so so some people are saying it was the mafia that bugged marilyn monroe's house Mm. to blackmail the kennedys into allowing them to continue organized crime 
other people say it was the CIA who bugged the oh. houses to get more information on Marilyn Monroe. Was she a communist? Some people thought that she was a, sp- a Russian spy. And it didn't, like, that she was, like, in cahoots with the communists. Oh, wow. And it didn't help that she had plans to go to the Soviet Union. But oh, also wow. she was an actress. So maybe she was just going to go over there and, like, do what she did in Korea and just, like, sing and dance for them. But maybe it was all, like, a secret act where she was singing and dancing. But she was really like, these are the nuclear codes. The president told them to me in during sex. You know, like, we don't know. Diamonds are a girl's best look underneath the president's desk. (laughs) Yeah, like, I planted a bomb. Everyone. And she's just like, yeah, shaking her boobs so no one's listening to what she's saying as as like she's tap dancing Morse code to the Soviets. <laughs> That'd be way, so fucking like sick. I mean, you know, obviously whatever, like not to you don't want to conspire with like war criminals, whatever, but like also that'd be fucking sick. <laughs> no matter what way you look at it was it the CIA that bugged these the house was it the mafia that bugged the house was it the Russians themselves that bugged the house or the Soviets themselves that bugged the house Marilyn is being used as a pawn in this sort of like love triangle for power and this has like been confirmed because after Monroe died people like who lived in her house they were doing construction and they like I tore out pieces of the wall and they found wires. And, I like, microphones heard about this. Yeah, because the house she was living in is in Los Angeles, I think in Brentwood, right? Yeah. 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 yeah and, and there's actually a woman. This is creepy. There's a woman who dresses like Marilyn Monroe and looks like Marilyn Monroe that lives in Marilyn Monroe's old oh, house. Oh, I didn't She's know like that. She's a famous TikTok star. I tried to, like, I messaged her and tried her to get to tried to get her to come on the podcast, and she just never responded. Um, I'm not going to name her name because I like don't want to start a war with her, but I want her to come on the podcast because I want to, her to cheat. Like, a supposedly gets haunted by Marilyn Monroe's ghost and so I thought that would be like really dope to have her talk about it but she hasn't responded back to me is that the girl that has um yes it is okay sorry I googled it because I was wondering because I've seen this girl pop up on my FYP a couple times and as soon as you said that I was like I wonder if that's why she's popped up because we both are logged into the same TikTok account for the podcast and so you were probably doing research and that's what caused her to pop up but I I definitely know who you're talking about um she has like the retro space um space age furniture I forget what it's called it's like this like Jetsons inspired yeah 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 um space age yeah like the jetsons yeah yeah there is a word for it though i yeah. just can't remember what it, it's not mid-century modern it's like a type of retro thing. space furniture <laughs> i think it's called space age furniture mid-century space age atomic 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 furniture. that sounds right something yeah. like that anyway it that's irrelevant yeah. but um <laughs> yeah but yeah, I know who you're, who you're talking about. Oh, that's interesting that she lives there. I remember a couple of years ago seeing whoever was living in that house had said that they, like, they, there was an article that came out that showed, like, a picture where they had found something in the wall. And it was yeah. an old, like, yeah, Wire. wiretapping device. And then mm-hmm. I think the police came and they were like, oh, we'll take care of that. Don't even worry about it. And then I just I don't remember ever hearing anything about it again. Yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of this story has happened. So let's wrap it up now with the untimely end and the conspiracies and the theories. So this all brings us to Marilyn's end. Near the end of her life, she was dealing with 
a lot of health problems. Monroe and Arthur Miller had separated in 1961 with something called a Mexican divorce, which what the fuck is that? I don't know. What? There's no time to explain or look it up. I don't know. There. You know what? I thought you would know what it was. What is a Mexican divorce? Okay, th- I'll tell you what's like coming divorce? to mind. Do you know what a Mexican standoff is? Where two people try to shoot each other? I think it's just where like you're waiting for the other person to make a move. So I don't know. That's what I oh. picture when I think of either that or they went to Mexico and got a divorce I don't know like I really don't know now we have to look it up because otherwise we're spreading misinformation about Mexico so (laughs) what is a Mexican divorce we have so many Mexican American listeners and Mexican listeners out there you guys if you've ever heard this term write in oh is it is it maybe where you just go get divorced in another country it says oh it is so I was is a I was right yeah. Well, my second guess was right. My first guess was wrong, guys. It's not where you wait for the other person to divorce first. Oh. It's where, yeah, you go to Mexico to get a divorce because it's easier. But that works in the U.S.? That makes no sense. In the mid-20th century, you guys, this is from Wikipedia, so if it's wrong, talk to Wikipedia about it, not us. It says, in the mid-20th century, some Americans traveled to Mexico to obtain a, quote, Mexican divorce. A divorce in Mexico was easier, quicker, and less expensive than a divorce in most U.S. states, which at that time only allowed at-fault divorces requiring extensive proof and a lengthy court review. So you couldn't just get a divorce because you wanted one. You'd have to be like, they cheated on me and here's the proof. Oh, oh. I love the idea of just like two people waiting for the other person to <laughs> yeah. divorce them. <laughs> we're, we're in a Mexican standoff divorce. <laughs> the end of Marilyn Monroe's life. She's having tons of health problems. She just got divorced. She starts spending a lot more time with Joe DiMaggio during this time, which fuels more of the conspiracy because he was heavily tied in supposedly to the mafia. According to Wikipedia, quote, her health was also failing. She was in pain from gallstones and her drug addiction was so severe that her makeup usually had to be applied while she was still asleep under the influence of barbiturates. Mm. In August, filming was halted for her to spend a week in a hospital detox, which I guess would be like rehab. Instead of working, Marilyn spent the first six months of 1961 preoccupied by her health problems. She had underwent a cholestectomy and surgery for her endometriosis and she also spent four weeks hospitalized for depression in a mental ward which probably was not that chill she was helped during this time by joe dimaggio whom she rekindled her friendship with and she also dated his friend frank sinatra for several months during this time she moved permanently back to california in june of 1961 and fox fires monroe at this time they sue her for almost a million dollars in damages saying that her being absent for her quote-unquote health problems like really fucked up the production and she cost them a bunch of money and now they can't like finish the film so they're just going to sue her for it they just blame her for basically everything and then they start spreading more negative publicity about her about how she's so hard to work with she's addicted to drugs she's a bad person she doesn't show up to work she pretends to be sick etc etc but then frox regrets its decision and starts reopening negotiations with her because she like just didn't need them she was just like okay she got this new contract she's going to star in a new comedy called what a way to go she's in something's got to give she was planning on starring in a biopic of Jean harlow which was her childhood idol who she had like crafted her image of was basically like a Jean harlow duplicate and so she would have been really excited about that she also to repair her public image had engaged in several publicity ventures including interviews for life cosmo and her first 
photo shoot for Vogue. So she had a lot of stuff coming up that she would have been super stoked about, which is why people don't think that she committed suicide. Here is like the story of what happened is that in the last week of her life, she was heavily addicted to drugs because she was going through all these health problems and Ooh. she was taking like um, all these barbiturates to sleep at night. And so people were saying like she was just kind of like in and out of consciousness. But she also made a lot of phone calls to friends that last week of her life. And they said that she was cognizant. They like knew what she was saying. But some people were like, well, sometimes she was slurring. So I don't know. Maybe sometimes she was cool. Sometimes she wasn't. She supposedly. No, she did call Kenny Kingston, who was the psychic that she talked to in California. And she asked them about love. And she was like saying oh like asking about all these questions about love probably about the kennedys she said quote love is the one immortal thing about us without it what can life mean end quote she also called her gynecologist dr leon crone apparently she had been pregnant before and she had ignored this doctor's advice to abstain from drugs and alcohol and then later suffered a miscarriage so they didn't have a very good relationship so she just calls him out of the blue that seems kind of weird right like maybe she was pregnant the rumor was that she had been impregnated by one of the kennedy brothers and she told them that she had lost the baby apparently according to the rumor mill so sources are differed on whether she like miscarried one of the Kennedy's children or she had like an illegal abortion but uh they are firm on the fact that she was rumored to have been impregnated by one of the Kennedy's she had also been calling the hotel that Robert Kennedy was at with his wife and children and left a bunch of messages trying to get hold of him but received no returned calls so those were like the actions leading up to her death in retrospect we can look back on the behavior and be like it seems like it's becoming more erratic because in the past she would you know have an affair with someone or date someone or marry someone and then when it was over it sort of seems like it was over and she was on to the next best thing so like hearing that you know she's slurring her words she's starting to be reckless about making phone calls to the person that maybe she was previously having an affair with the calls are not being returned um she's walking off of sets it seems like um a concerning escalation of self-harming behavior, maybe? Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, quote, on the night that Marilyn died, quote, her housekeeper Eunice Murray was staying overnight at her home on the evening of August 4th, 1962. Murray woke up at 3 a.m. on August 5th and sensed that something was wrong. She saw light from under Monroe's bedroom door, but was unable to get a response and found the door locked. Murray then called Monroe's psychiatrist, Ralph Greenson, who arrived at the house shortly after and broke into the bedroom through the window to find Monroe dead in her bed. Monroe's physician, Hyman Engelberg, arrived at around 3.50 a.m. and pronounced her dead. At 4.25 a.m., the Los Angeles Police Department was notified. Monroe died between 8.30 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. on August 4th. The toxicology report showed that the cause of death was acute barbiturate poisoning. 
She had eight milligrams per 100 milliliters of solution chloral hydrate and 4.5 milligrams of pentobarbital or nembutol in her blood and 13 milligrams of penobarbital in her liver. There were empty medicine bottles found next to her bed, and the possibility that Marilyn Monroe had accidentally overdosed was ruled out because the dosages that had been found in her body were several times the lethal limit. The Los Angeles coroner's office, assisted in the investigation by the Los Angeles suicide prevention team, had stated that Monroe had been, quote, prone to severe fears and frequent depressions with abrupt and unpredictable mood changes, end quote. And therefore, coupled with the fact that she had overdosed several times in the past, they believed that her death was Mm. intentional. Due to these facts and the lack of indication of foul play, the deputy coroner Thomas Noguchi classified her death as a probable suicide. One of the most famous stars in Hollywood history is dead at 36. Marilyn Monroe was found dead in bed under circumstances that were in tragic contrast to her glamorous career as a comic talent. On the surface, she seemed to have such a zest for life. Her international appeal took her from command appearances to the other side of the world and entertainment for Korean GIs. The star led a far from normal childhood and had 12 sets of foster parents leading her to say in her last interview that she was never used to being happy, so it wasn't something she ever took for granted. She never let her personal feelings interfere with her job, and she was the idol of the G.I.s, the animation of foxhole dreams. She found no happiness in marriage. Her second husband was baseball immortal Joe DiMaggio, and that marriage ended as had her first in divorce. Her third husband was playwright Arthur Miller, and they too separated. Miss Monroe played in 23 films since her debut in 1950, films that grossed $200 million. The Golden Girl received 5,000 fan letters a week, and to those fans, she never let any personal problems dim her screen glamour. Despite flashes of temperament and tantrums, she turned in performances that kept her among the greatest box office favorites in motion picture history. But some inconsistencies are that although she supposedly took 40 pills that were sitting next to her bed, there were no capsules found in her digestive system, no residues at all left over. And some people say, oh, well, if you're an addict, your body will dissolve things into your bloodstream really quickly. But there would have been like at least some remnants of capsules in her stomach, but there were not. There was also four and a half hours between the police being called to the scene and the body found. People said that the housekeeper was changing her story and she was also washing sheets from Marilyn's room when the police arrived. The housekeeper said that she didn't see Marilyn leave her room all night. There was also supposedly no water in the bedroom to swallow pills with. There was no vomit or pill residue around her mouth. And also neighbors remember seeing attorney General Robert Kennedy leave the home. Wow. Investigators said that the room that she died in looked more like a movie set than an actual suicide. She was face down, her hand was on the phone, and there was empty bottles of pills next to her. Another thing that was strange was that her body was sent for an autopsy, but the samples for her urine and her liver and her parts of her body had been, like, destroyed. Oh, wow. Like, the samples had been destroyed, and they just never 
looked into it. Yeah, she also had some bruising around her anus. So some people think that she was given an enema of the barbiturates and that she was murdered. So some people think that the mafia showed up to her house or whoever showed up the CIA and held her down and inserted an enema into her rectum from which she overdosed on. Witnesses claim to have heard this tape from the bugged home of Monroe on the night of her death where you can hear a bunch of people screaming and some people think that it's Bobby Kennedy and definitely Marilyn Monroe that are screaming and a third person who people think is Lawford, this guy that is like, I think he's like the brother-in-law of one of the Kennedys or something like that. I don't know. After this all goes down, in 1983, someone interviews Eunice Murray, the housekeeper, because she has so many inconsistencies in her story and they're doing this documentary and then off camera there's a moment where Eunice Murray just puts her head in her hands and she says quote oh why do I keep having to cover this up and then the director's like cover up what Miss Murray and Eunice says quote well of course Bobby Kennedy was there on August 4th and of course there was an affair with Bobby Kennedy end quote yeah I mean I could I could see that so some people think that the reason Eunice was so sketchy about like what she was saying and had like all these different details was because Bobby Kennedy was there that night and they were sleeping together and that's why she was washing the sheets and something strange happened. There exists like this sex tape supposedly of Marilyn Monroe that is it's like really really mysterious. I don't even know how to explain this. So basically there's a sex tape that is rumored to be in existence and it is of Marilyn Monroe. It's a sex tape with her and someone else. We don't know who it's with Mm. and according to the person who is in possession of it it is just a Marilyn Monroe performing oral sex on a man. You cannot see the man. You can only see Marilyn Monroe and the male genitalia. And there's like a person who bought the tape and is just keeping it private and never letting anybody see it. But we don't know who bought the tape. We just know that the tape exists and that someone bought it and they are anonymous. Yeah, that's I mean, that's crazy. So is that person still protecting her? I don't know. Yeah, or protecting the man in the video. Was it one of the Kennedys? Was it some guy that was powerful in Hollywood whose family still persists through nepotism and is still relevant? Or was it someone whose family went on to be in the mob? I mean, we just don't know. We don't know. Or is this just like, was this purchased to keep it quiet and hidden or was this purchased and destroyed or was this purchased by an old rich pervert who just wants to like watch it on repeat by himself in the dark and feel like he has a weird connection to Marilyn Monroe I honestly would not be surprised at any of the three options what's his name Hugh Hefner wanted to be buried next to Marilyn Monroe that's when he died red red flag and he's on tape saying well you know I love blondes and she's the ultimate blonde Like, okay, weirdo, it's a dead body. Yeah, look, Hugh Hefner has a lot of red flags. This is just one (laughs) in a long line of, like, go straight to jail things that he has done. But that's that's for another episode. That's definitely jail material right there if you want to be buried next to a corpse that you think is sexy. Here's something strange that no one's Mm. talked about. The curse of Marilyn Monroe. So do you remember Anna Nicole Smith? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Anna Nicole Smith, she was a famous playmate and a model. She um, was like a blonde bombshell type. Very voluptuous, sexy, yes. um, had the airheaded personality. She had modeled her persona off of Marilyn Monroe. And mm. she had apparently even lived in Marilyn Monroe's house for a time. And she had even during her life said that she had seen Marilyn Monroe's ghost wandering the halls of the house. Really? And, and Marilyn Monroe and Anna Nicole Smith both supposedly died from drug overdoses. I think that Anna Nicole like was not murdered. I think she like died from a drug overdose but I'm just saying it's kind of strange that um Anna Nicole Smith died super young was really into Marilyn Monroe and Marilyn Monroe died super young and was obviously super into Marilyn Monroe too yeah I mean I I went down a rabbit hole semi recently about Anna Nicole Smith and that was also like a very tragic life it it feels similar to like Amy Winehouse Yeah. yeah Where it's someone who was clearly in a lot of pain and turmoil and mm-hmm. was fed or had access to un- like unfettered access to drugs and everyone just like loved to make fun of them. And so I, you know, part mm-hmm. of me says that could be what happened to Marilyn Monroe. But I also think that if you're in a relationship with the king or prime minister or president of a country and you're not supposed to be and you're not being careful about it and you're not trying to keep it on the low I think that that would be the most dangerous situation to be in living in that country Mm -hmm. like with the head of that country trying super hard to like not have anyone know that you exist in their in their space this is stupid we don't have to talk about it very long but i wrote in here there is a strange theory that kim kardashian is possessed by the spirit that also possessed marilyn because she wore marilyn's dress to the met gala and ripley's gave her a lock of marilyn's hair and kim is on film saying quote i'm gonna do some voodoo shit with this like in reference to the hair lock so people think that maybe she's been possessed i don't know maybe she's just like culturally insensitive i mean she's definitely culturally insensitive and just said she's gonna do some voodoo shit with that but also maybe she's possessed i don't know i do not know um i'm not saying there's not cultural insensitivity or sexism there i'm just saying we're not talking about that we're talking about the paranormal so (laughs) i think if kim kardashian were actually possessed by the ghost of marilyn monroe i think that that would only do positive things for her career whereas right now Mm -hmm. it just seems like any relevancy that she had is like slowly waning but kim if you're listening to this hello come on the show um if you promote it we'll have you because we don't know what we're doing and we (laughs) need someone relevant to come on the show and promote us So the theories are that, number one, it was a probable suicide, but the objections to that are that Marilyn had a lot of things she was looking forward to with the Vogue shoot. She was getting ready to play her idol, Jean Harlow, in a biopic, which was like a life goal of hers. So she had lots of things to look forward to. Also, some people say that, like, they think that because her public image was so carefully crafted, they didn't think that she would choose to pass with an enema because she would have known that everyone was going, that it would like be in the papers. So people think that she wouldn't have chose to pass that way. It's not my theory. It's just something else that I've heard other people talk about. So I don't know. Um, I mean, so something that popped into my mind when you were talking about how like 
her urine and pieces of her liver, whatever, disappeared, blood, everything seems to have either been misplaced or allegedly they destroyed it. Honestly, what came to mind is probably what happened is someone offered money. Like, hey, if you get me Marilyn's urine, like, I'll give you $500,000 or something. And and then, you know, whoever was in charge of those specimens, like, working at the lab was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I never received it. Or, oh, I don't know, I guess we must have accidentally destroyed it. That's what I thought. If anyone else had those thoughts, leave a comment on the photo dump to see if I'm not alone in that um, thinking. But I also, I also think, like, okay... You know, you had mentioned the house cleaner supposedly had, like, cleaned up and was doing the laundry. Right. One of the things that happens when people pass is they, like, defecate or urinate or, like, vomit. Oh. And honestly, like, if I were a super famous person, I would have it written into, like, my contract with my, like, housekeeper or house manager or whatever. Like, hey, if I die and something like that happens... Clean it up because you never know when stuff's going to be leaked. It's like when Elvis passed away in the bathroom and then you like somebody took photos of of him passing and or his corpse in the bathroom in a very undignified manner and they like leaked it. Unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. how that shit goes down. Right. So if you don't want to end up like having people talk about how you like, oh, he like died with his pants around his ankles shitting or whatever. I don't even know what is real and what's not with that because with celebrity deaths, you never really know. But like if you don't want that to be your obituary highlight in the gossip magazines, I could definitely see that being some sort of agreement. Or even if you had like, even if it's not um, an overt agreement with your house cleaner or house manager, I could definitely see like if a loved one found you like that, they would, you know, call over people to come help clean it up, make it appear more dignified, maybe get you dressed, maybe reposition you depending on how you passed. Because if you're a famous person, you know that there's always a risk, unfortunately, of somebody being a fuckhead and leaking photos. It's like um, Kobe Bryant, who famously a couple years ago, his he was in a helicopter that crashed into the hills on the side of the 101 freeway. And what ended up happening? Some police officers who were at the scene took pictures of body parts, um, exploded on the ground, and then went to a bar afterwards and started bragging about how they were at the scene of Kobe Bryant's death and showing pictures that they had on their cell phone to like random girls in the bar to impress them. And then there was a giant lawsuit that just got settled, I believe, with LAPD and Kobe Bryant's estate because his wife was like what the fuck are you guys doing and that's in modern times where like allegedly we're supposed to have like more oversight and it's less of a wild wild west mentality with paparazzi but you know so if it's if it's still like this now in Hollywood and LA in general then imagine what it was like back in the day where Hollywood starlets were literally almost like kings and queens right have you ever seen pictures of the the her room? Like, have you seen the crime? I don't scene? think so. Send them to me. I would like to see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some of these. Um, these are on Google. I'm not gonna put these on the Let's Get Haunted Instagram. Oh, you guys will have to like look for them. Um, if you want to see them, just because uh, I don't think that's that I should do that. I think that's wrong. <laughs> so, hold on. Let me send these to you. One second. 
But yeah, that's what I think. I think that um, the house cleaner cleaning up could be explained away with like, you know, she probably had a positive relationship with the person that she was keeping house for and didn't want Ms. Monroe to be seen like that, right? I mean, I wouldn't fuck. I Like, you know, there's that mm-hmm. joke meme of like, if I die, delete my browser history. Like, yeah, right. I if I die, fucking if I die with my pants around my ankles, pull them up. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Like, if I die on the toilet, fucking flush the toilet before you call 911. I'm already gone. Give right. me a little bit of dignity. Like, erase my browser history. Throw my phone in a fire. Like, let's, like, you know, like, try try to make something, you know, dignified happen. Okay, wait. So, Natalia has sent me two pictures. They're very small. The first one shows a police officer peering into a bedroom. Um, I mean, it looks like her mattress is on the ground almost. It's like very. I know. For yeah, for someone who's like really wealthy and famous, it's like kind of a disgusting bedroom. Yeah. It's like my bedroom from college on my like worst morning after like a bender. Yeah. There's like purses on the ground. There's no artwork on the walls. Um, yeah. It looks strange. It looks like. I, yeah. It looks like somebody has kind of thrown stuff around in a disorganized way and there appears to be a woman in the background of that photo with her uh, I can't tell if she's just pixelated or if they blurred her face but yeah it looks like there's someone that's not a police officer in the background of this photo standing there also behind the police officer looking into the room then the second photo shows um, Marilyn laying in bed face down And she appears to be nude, I would assume. I don't know. Maybe she's wearing underwear, but she has like the her blankets draped over her and she's not wearing um, like a top. And then the like bedside table. Again, I I know like mid-century modern kind of looks like like no offense, guys, if this is your style, but like it kind of looks like crap. It like so I don't know if it's just the style that makes it look like it's janky, but it reminds me of just like a frat boy's house who picked some free stuff up off the side of the road and is like, you know, this is good. Um, and it's messy. It's messy. The lamp is cool. I would like that lamp. Um, and then there looks like there's a trash can or maybe a lampshade on the ground next to her. It's hard to tell because it's black and white. And then the third photo Natalia sent me is Marilyn Monroe on the autopsy table. You can only see her head. And it looks like she's beat the fuck up. But I also know because I read that book, um, Working Stiff by Judy Melanick, which we mm-hmm. actually haven't shouted out in a while. So if you guys need a book rec, it's really, really good. She is a medical examiner that writes about her experience um, autopsying bodies. And one of the things I know is that when you die, the blood stops um, pumping throughout the body. So it'll just pool depending on what direction mm-hmm. you're laying. So if she was laying on her face, which she was in the photo, first photo that you showed me, um, it makes mm-hmm. sense that her face would be kind of like mottled in purple, which is the vibes yeah. I'm getting from the third photo, even though it is in black and white. It looks like, you know, modeling on the face, which makes sense because the blood would have pooled um, in the direction she was laying. Very sad. Can you just like, if you are, you know, one of the Kennedys or whatever, and you go and have an affair, like, because that's like one of these theories is that that's what happened that night. And that's why the housekeeper's being weird. And that's why she was like, oh, I'm not going to cover this up anymore. Like she was having an affair. They think that perhaps like one of the Kennedys had gone over that night and they had slept together and then he had left 
and she was feeling like shit and just took a bunch of pills and then perhaps maybe someone else came in while she was already in a, in this like inebriated state and then flipped her over held her down inserted an enema into her and she overdosed can you imagine like you would know so there was something wrong if you went into that house like if you were one of the kennedys and you went to this house like saw that room the way that it was like how like how could you even like be turned on like you're this is like i don't know this is like a, a cat's layer like you know what i mean it's like newspapers on the ground like pee in the corner it's like a gross room yeah but i guess if you're just like that much of a pig i don't know if that room was like um a reflection of her mind me i like i would be able to walk into a room like that and see like oh this person's depressed they're not doing well and like nothing would turn me off more than thinking someone was depressed I don't know why that's just like biologically like I'm not it's not like a turn on like sadness does not turn me on you know Mm. so I don't know like what is wrong with those guys like how could you see someone suffering that much and then just put them through more and be like well clearly you're like a mess because you have low self-esteem and you're sleeping with high-powered men like myself to feel better about yourself because you think it'll get you somewhere but also it's not I don't know yeah I will say these pictures are very very sad I'm sure you could just google Marilyn Monroe crime scene or Marilyn Monroe death scene and see what this room looks like um, because I don't know whether or not Instagram would allow the picture I'm sure the first one I think you could post for sure the second two I I think they would get flagged um maybe not I don't know but yeah if, if I walked into a house that looked like that I would be very concerned for the mental health of the person whose home I walked into because yeah it I'm sure lots of people can relate to this even the messiest among us I you know I get messy from time to time trying to do better about it but imagine when you're like so depressed or going through such like crazy shit in your life that you don't have time to clean. You don't have time to do laundry. And in this case, she had a house cleaner and her house still looks really bad. So like mm-hmm. she must have just been coming home and trashing it or having parties or drinking or, you know, she, I don't know. I don't know. We can only speculate, but it definitely looks it does not look like the home of a like Hollywood starlet who has everything going for her and is at the peak of her career. It looks like a a trap house to just to be totally honest with you that's what it looks like to me so now if multiple people are saying I saw Robert Kennedy leaving her house the night of the murders like you said I cannot imagine having sex with someone who is at their breaking point that feels super shitty and exploitative but if he was already exploiting her, maybe it didn't make a difference. Or maybe he was showing up because he was like, hey, you've been calling the hotel that my wife and I are staying at. You need to fucking cut the shit. I told you, like, this is over. We can't be doing this anymore. And then maybe she freaked out and was feeling terrible because she was not used to being rejected. Or maybe she was in love with him. Or maybe he had made her promises that he wasn't, you know, carrying out. And maybe she didn't you know accidentally overdose she was taking some drugs to go to sleep or feel better after having like a terrible day or maybe yeah maybe she was held down and and drugged I I don't think the president would do it but yeah maybe he hired somebody to do it I think the fact that people did find wiretaps in her house really says a lot about what must have been going on because She obviously didn't know she was wiretapped or that shit would have been out. You know, she would have like ripped that out. So 
I can only imagine like people trying to peek in through the windows and take photos of you and then um, like people showing up to your house and like I don't know like fucking with you somebody listening in on your conversations your ex two of your exes are possibly like linked to the mafia another one of your exes is literally the president like it just seems like there were a lot of people that were out to get her and Mm -hmm. it could yeah it could go any way I don't know I the fact that there were listening devices in the wall makes me lean towards foul play yeah so the most batshit out of all of these theories is that JFK knew what had gone down at Roswell about the aliens and that the space mm. race that was going on was not about, oh, we got to get to the moon first. It was actually about reverse engineered space technology that had been found that people were trying to get access to and figure out what was going on. And the word on the street, according to this theory, is that JFK had spilled some of those secrets to Marilyn Monroe and she was Ooh. pregnant with his child. And so her Bobby Kennedy, she was pregnant with one of their children and she said she was going to have a press conference and just leak all of the shit and if they didn't like actually take her seriously and start talking to her because they just sort of iced her out I guess like um, ghosted her and so maybe that was her only like desperate way to get attention especially if you're pregnant like you your hormones are going through the roof crazy anyone who's ever even just taken a plan B pill has gotten like a small taste of what pregnancy hormones can do to your body and it, it just like is emotional overload being dramatic overreacting having crazy mood swings is pretty much like par for the course with those kinds of hormones so i'm sure like if she had an abortion or if she had was taking like chemicals or whatever maybe i don't know maybe she just had some crazy reaction going on in her body that was making her you know feel unbalanced but either way the last theory is that it had to do with aliens. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I could be on board with that because I have heard that Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated because the CIA was worried that he was about to tell the American public um, secrets about extraterrestrials um, visiting Earth. So I have heard that theory before. And if he were sleeping with Marilyn Monroe and like having pillow talk with her, I could definitely see like... I don't know, especially if you're like, oh, I'm so cool. Like, I'm sleeping with the number one Hollywood woman of America. You know, oh, let me just tell her that I know the secrets of the aliens. You know, if you're getting fucked up together and stuff, too. I mean, who knows what was happening? I could definitely see that happening. And thank you for bringing up the fact that the rumor was that she was pregnant, possibly, at the time. Because I could also see a president being concerned about whether or not she really had a miscarriage or got an abortion. You know, maybe he didn't believe her when the rumor was, oh, she went and got a back alley abortion because abortion wasn't legal at the time. Or, oh, she went and, um, you know, uh, had a miscarriage and, you know, I or maybe the back alley abortion is what killed her. But that was covered up for one reason or another, because if you're going to admit that she had a, a dangerous back alley abortion, then you're going to have to admit that she was pregnant. And who was she fooling around with at the time? The president, right. you know, so maybe it was something like that. I don't know. There's this interesting quote from Joe DiMaggio, which another theory is that he was in on it because he like beat her and was pissed that she was uh, not into him. And he had been basically friend zoned this whole time in the sidelines while she was uh, like moving on with all these different guys. But he said, quote, the whole lot of Kennedys were lady killers and they always got away with it. They'll be getting away with it a hundred years from now. I always knew who killed her, but I didn't want to start a revolution in this country. 
She told me someone would do her in, but I just kept quiet. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like the president or the government or the CIA. Right. And then he added of the Kennedys, quote, they did in my poor Marilyn. She didn't know what hit her. End quote. And that's kind of like a double entendre. Like it could have been that they literally killed her and that they were lady killers. Or it could have been that they, you know, just uh, were fuckboys that hurt her feelings and sent her to suicide. So um, the other interesting thing is that her second husband, Arthur Miller, didn't go to her funeral. And he told the Independent magazine, quote, instead mm-hmm. of jetting to the funeral to get my picture taken, I decided to stay home and let the public mourners finish the mockery. She was destroyed by many things. And some of those things are you. And some of those things are destroying you. Destroying you now. Now as you stand there weeping and gawking, glad that it is not you going into the earth, glad that it is this lovely girl who you at last killed, end quote. Now I have spent a moment trying to figure out what that meant because Arthur Miller was a playwright. He was a man of words. He spoke through his art and analogies all the time, you know, like Death of a Salesman. The Crucible, those weren't really plays about the Salem witch trials. Those weren't really plays about the death of a salesman. It was a play about, you know, communism, a play about Marxism. I think what he was saying is that Marilyn Monroe, he says she was destroyed by many things. And some of those things are you talking to the independent, the media, the magazine. And he said, and some of those things Mm -hmm. are destroying you, destroying you now, now as you stand there weeping and gawking, whatever. I think he's talking about the government. I think he's talking about the system. I think he really was a communist. He really was like anti-American. And I think that's what he's talking about. He's saying that like the government killed her or capitalism killed her because she was obsessed with fame. She was ambitious and that that need to be more than she was and it that's like you know and that's what's destroying everybody too so I don't know it's another one of those double entendre things like is he talking literally about the government or is he talking about like the society in general I don't know it just drives me crazy what do you think yeah it's hard to say yeah or is he talking about the media like you said like Mm -hmm. hey you guys were so obsessed with her and she was so obsessed with you and it was this very unhealthy codependent relationship of trying to be in the public eye and remain relevant but then also Mm -hmm. being hounded by people and harassed and her house was bugged and but like you know at a certain point you have to like accept some of that just comes with the territory so yeah I don't know yeah it was it like this crazy toxic codependent relationship between like the public and her that just drove her into unhealthy habits that ultimately killed her or did JFK know about the aliens and told her and the CIA was like we need to kill both of them because ultimately they both ended up dying who is to say and that that is the end of this crazy story what do you think happened I do still, after all this information, first of all, thank you so much for this info dump because I really didn't know much about Marilyn Monroe at all. So I feel like this was a very good in-depth introduction to like her, her life, her death, some of the controversies. I feel like I have a better grasp on things now. Um, What do I think happened? I lean towards some type of cover-up. I don't know how deep the cover-up goes, but that I do because it is 
it's very interesting to me that she was having an affair with the president of the country. You know, the CIA wiped a lot of photos of them together yeah. um, mm-hmm. and they both ended up dead. I think that that right. is and I, look, we all know this shouldn't I don't think this is even controversial anymore. I'm pretty sure we all like agree collectively that the CIA killed um, John F. Kennedy. So yeah. like if if that is a given then and her house was bugged. Like, what, what do we think here? Let's connect the dots. Is it more likely that she was assassinated or is it more likely that she was making future plans and then, you know, committed suicide? I I do lean more towards um, foul play being involved. What do you think? I think that the cover up was definitely that she was sleeping with the president. I think I think it's like a mix of all things. I think it's true that the mafia did bug her house. I think that they were trying to get blackmail on the Kennedys so that they could use that to extort people and continue to do organized crime or whatever. And I also think that the Kennedy, like the government had to cover up some details surrounding her death because they're not going to be like, oh, well, what happened was is that she was freaking out because, you know, um, Robert Kennedy wouldn't return her calls and so he had to come like sneak in through her window and be like hey calm the fuck down like how much money do you want to be quiet or like what do you want and it wasn't good enough for her and so she freaked out supposedly she had like a diary somewhere that she had like written down like a bunch of government secrets or whatever and he is heard on the tape is like saying where is it where is it I gotta find it I and yeah so I I don't know if that's true or not because I didn't hear the tape but that's the rumor so I think that's what happened I think that she was having an affair with the Kennedys and that this the CIA was trying to cover it up but also they were like is Marilyn Monroe a communist should we like continue to use this to see what's going on the other thing the last thing that I'll add to this the other thing that's crazy is that a couple weeks before she died um, there was like a missile testing mm. happening with that JFK was going um, through too, and apparently like we were on the brink of atomic war or nuclear oh, war wow. and she was she was saying that she didn't think it was right and um, she didn't think that nuclear war was right. And so some people think like that's why the CIA had her offed was because she was planting oh, ideas into I see where you're JFK's going with head. this. But I feel like my favorite thing is that she was somehow connected to the Soviets, that she was a communist or she, because I could see her doing that. I could see her wanting to get to power some mm. way, you know? Like I could see her having met some rich Russian oligarch or something like that at a party and him being like hey if you can do this i'll get you the biggest movie deal in the world right you know if you can like find out where jfk is sending the missiles to yeah being some sort of double agent yeah i mean certainly if you're sleeping with a leader of one of the major governments of the world the enemies that that be are going to know that that's happening, right? I mean, I think it was sort of an open secret, right? Mm-hmm. Like the CIA would be like, no, it's okay, yeah. we're going to cover it up. And then she's like sexy singing happy birthday, Mr. President to him on TV. And everyone's like, this is yeah. weird. Like, so, you know, I yeah. think the odds of an enemy of JFK finding out about her are very high. And so maybe they mm-hmm. could have used her, you know, to get to him. 
because they certainly couldn't get to his wife. Who are they going to get to? The person that is doesn't have the CIA protection because she's not supposed to have anything to do with him. It's supposed to be a secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be. Who is yeah. to say? Certainly not I. Right. And then that would like be perfect. It would like perfectly explain her childhood story of like, oh, she was like orphaned and didn't have a family when in reality she was like a, just a, a Soviet. Oh, oh, you think we think plant. it goes deeper. I see. I see. It I mean, could. it could. It could. If you want to be really unorthodox and unethical. Yeah. yeah. It can go all the way. I will say like <laughs> Lucille Ball was a communist, like registered with the Communist Party. And so it wouldn't surprise really? me. Yeah. And that's why she and her husband had to make Desi, Desi, yeah, Desi Lu productions because they were both like registered communists and nobody would work with them um, at, after a certain point. So wow. they just started their own company. I, th- I believe unless unless that's a propaganda story that I'm perpetuating, but I'm pretty sure that's what I learned in school. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of other um, like actors and actresses were also like communists. Like, I don't even think that's controversial. Maybe at the time it was, but like, I don't don't think that that's a controversial thing to say. Yeah. I mean, there's so many parallels to today. You know, there's like a war with Russia going on fear of like people being communists like it's just like come full circle is this just we're doomed to just repeat this shit like every life cycle well i'm hoping that aliens are are gonna appear soon in a way that makes it (laughs) undeniable that's what i've been hoping for because yeah i do think we're doomed to just repeat the same cycle over and over again so let's make it different america reveal what you know about the aliens that's all i've ever wanted i can die happy um after you tell me about the aliens mm-hmm. do you want to do our sign off brb gotta go buy some carlos santana shoes bye, bye.